the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, it's uh, Wednesday, hump day, middle of the weekday, over the hill day, closer to Friday than we were on Monday. That's a good thing. And closer to a three-day holiday than uh, Monday. And by the way, Zach, uh, best of for car and truck doctors Saturday. They just contacted me, and so uh, you won't see my, you know, glowing behind in the studio on Saturday. I'm... I'm leaving the area. I th- You know, I'm thinking about doing something. I don't know if you've thought about doing this or not. Uh, both of us are people of faith. Zach's a, a good Christian guy. Uh, I followed Christian tenets, and I'm looking to head up, and uh, we're going to go up and take part in the Ark Encounter. Okay. Up there in northern Kentucky, mm-hmm. in between Indianapolis, Cincinnati, yeah. Lexington, mm-hmm. and Louisville. Okay. So we're going to, that kind of gives everybody kind of a feel about where this is at. So we're going to leave uh, after I get off the air Friday and uh, head on up that way. Mm-hmm. Probably stay somewhere either near Nashville or right outside of Nashville and then finish up the trip going up 65 from there. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to doing it. Cool. I think it'll be pretty cool. We'll get there, I would think, just around, just before noon. You know, then we'll find a place to stay somewhere mm-hmm. within an hour of the place because there's not that many places to stay and all the rooms are taken up right next to it. So we'll probably have to drive an hour to get there, but that's okay. <laughs> Go and check it out on Saturday. And then I think we'll leave Sunday morning to come back. And I'm looking at stopping just that side of uh, Nashville in uh the town where Sergeant York was born and raised and goes check out his uh, memorial there. Cool. And see the, the, the man that won the, you know, the, the uh, what's it called? The, um, it's the highest honor in the military. Medal of, Medal of honor. honor. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to, uh, they've got a big nice thing set up for him. You know, when he came back from Germany, or France, to be honest, uh, where he had been serving during World War One, they gave him his land yeah. for his home in perpetuity and uh, built him a house. And so I'm going to go to that house. It still stands, and it's been turned into a state park, I mm-hmm. believe. Okay. So I'm going to check that out as I'm coming home. I got to get down going towards – I had to head out towards um, – uh, Dallas uh, one weekend because uh, uh, about three and a half hours down I-30 uh, is where uh, Audie Murphy's home is at. Okay. And, of course, in World War II, he was the most decorated soldier ever. So I'd like to go down there and check out his house uh, as well. So anyway, that's kind of what I'm looking at. What are you planning anything for the no, three-day uh, lead? Mostly just relaxing and uh, watching a lot of wrestling. <laughs> 
Are they doing special something special for wrestling? Yeah, this weekend is going to be a big event. It's called All, All In, which is a independent, you know, outside of the WWE. Oh, you know, okay. got a, got this big event going going this Saturday. So it's going to be. I'm going to do that Saturday, Sunday, go to fellowship, and then probably relax that day. Hey, what was but the WWE? Of course, you had used to be WWF, and then right. the World Wildlife Federation mm-hmm. forced them to give it up. But anyway, uh, you had. You had them. What was Turner's? What, 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 WCW. WCW. Mm-hmm. Now it went away. Right. It got absorbed. Mm-hmm. Then there was uh, the other wrestling where Bam Bam Bigelow and all of those guys were at. It was Extreme Wrestling. Oh, ECW. ECW. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to ECW? Is it still around? Um, it's not. I believe it probably went bankrupt or something like that. Same as WCW. Man, they were really doing well. They were. But then they kind of backed away from that extreme, mm-hmm. really extreme wrestling. And it, what do you got to go watch it for when well, you can go watch the WWE? You exactly. Know? See, the thing is, you know, with this event coming up this Saturday, you know, it's another option outside of the WWE. It's like if you're not a fan of the WWE, well, then you'll like this. So, you know, either either one, you know, could give you the best option. So are these the guys that are willing to push it a little further? Is that what they are? Yes, they are. Okay, so they are. Mm-hmm. so they're, they're putting... Uh, Pieces of, uh, you know, uh, razor blades underneath the tape of their hands and stuff so they can nick themselves so you get plenty of blood going and stuff. Yeah, plus they go hour long on the matches. They go an hour long yes. on a match? Yes. Holy cow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a lot of fill. See, this is New Japan Wrestling, uh, Ring of Honor. These are different other companies outside of WWE. All of them connected, basically. So a lot of the uh, Mexican wrestlers are in it? Uh, you got Rey Mysterio. He's going to be in is all he, the... Is he going to be there? Yep, he will be. Why would the WWE even get rid of Rey Mysterio? He was well-liked in the WWE. Well, I think he really wanted to make his own path. You know, you know how you're under Vince McMahon's control most of the time? He really wanted to... Uh, control his contract um, details, control, just basically control everything that he's doing in his career. Yeah, because I heard, well, I've heard, I don't know, I've never been a part of the WWE, but everything I've read yeah. is that if you wanted to be a WWE, they were the ones that wrote the storyline. Exactly. You did exactly what the storyline said. You had no say. That's exactly what Chris Jericho said on his podcast last week, that Vince has all, this, all the control, basically, you're giving up your control when you go to the WWE, even though it's where everybody wants to go. And I that's mean, a, but Jericho, you know, he's not, you know, blasting the WWE. He's he not, seemed to always be, a, you know, a part of the WWE that he was, uh, you know, yeah. very positive about it. He's not blasting that, but he's just telling them the truth. No. And that's mm-hmm. the reason why he's another one like Ray Mysterio. He's controlling, you know, Vince really wants him sometimes. And he's like, you know, if the money's there. And um, if he has control over what he can and cannot do, then he will show up. But if not, you know, he shows up on these different other events, New Japan, Ring of Honor. He shows up at these different places because he has control. Okay. So, you know, he's kind of like, look, wrestling fans love Jericho. Right. Wrestling fans love Shawn Michaels. Exactly. Okay. Wrestling fans love. Uh, I mean, Hulk Hogan. You know, yeah, Hogan. Or Stone Cold. Yeah. And, and, he can't come back and wrestle anymore. He's he's injured so badly he can't come back. Is yeah, that, that correct? That neck is so bad. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's like you can break your neck, you don't walk again. Yeah, kind of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Okay, or kill you. I'm trying to think. What was 
who the other guy that was really he got on the bad side of McMahon. They got in a big fight. Guy from Canada, whose brother. Oh, Bret Hart. Bret Hart, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Hart brothers. I mean, he. I don't think he is ever, ever. He still feels like that death of his brother was McMahon's fault because they rushed him. They they said that people questioned the harness mm-hmm. and. Several people say, no, that's okay. They rushed him into doing it, right. and then the harness gave out. Yeah. And I remember watching it live on television. You did see it live? Yeah. Wow. And plus, you know, this is about, <laughs> if that was, what, 1997 or eight. that's about a year after Shawn Michaels did the exact same thing, and his was successfully done. Yeah. So, you know, that's sad to hear. Well, really, yeah. now, there was a big, there was, I don't know what the result of it is, but uh, I know that the Hart family sued. Yeah mcmahon about that Mm -hmm. and i don't know what the outcome of that case was see back then that's when i used to in my radio show we i'm big wrestling nut back then yeah and uh anytime there was that that seems that was at one of the the premier events Mm -hmm. wasn't it in st louis that that happened maybe they're they're having it, it wasn't uh Super Slam or something. Summer Slam. <laughs> Summer Slam, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was something like that. Though. Okay. It was a big, big, big pay-per-view Okay, and when it happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, uh, Jerry and, uh, and uh, being on there, Lauer and then... Oh, Jerry and, 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 uh, and, and, and the King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were the ones that were calling it, yeah. and JR just went silent right. when it happened, and... It, it was something when it occurred. Mm-hmm. Really, really was. But I used to have uh, uh, a sports bar at yeah. in the uh, at the uh, station uh, down from the station, and we would do our show live mm-hmm. from there on a Saturday night. Cool. We'd do a two hour broadcast for the heck of it. Yeah, and the place would be rocking. I'm just telling you, it'd be rocking. Love that stuff. Just you know, it's it's the male version of a soap opera. That's kind of the way I explained it. And though it was all scripted out, it always ticked me off when they said that wrestlers, professional wrestlers, were not athletes. And I used to say, well, you try having a guy slamming you down, you know, to the ring yeah, all the time, whacking you on the ring. That, that beats up your body bad. Yeah, I remember Shawn Michaels, he injured his back, you know, against The Undertaker on the, in the casket match. And, you know, that was basically... The- casket <laughs> his back came down perfectly on the edge of the the casket and um that's why he started having those problems he started taking so many pills and um he really for that stretch from about 96 till about 2002 you know people didn't want to hang out with him they didn't want to do anything he with was him. crazy he was crazy and then he found christ became yeah. a believer and then everyone like you know this this is a new god yeah you know but he was just totally Kinda different happens with when you meet jesus yeah <laughs> Kind of happens that way. He met him, all right. Yeah, he did. That's you know? very cool. That's he was in, cool. yeah, because he was in pain, and you know, people didn't want to hang out with him. You know, it, it. you know what? What's the greatest match you ever watched? Oh, I, I, this is very easy for me. I have two number one matches. Goodness, you know, I love Hulk Hogan against The Rock in um, at WrestleMania eighteen. Okay, and um, goodness, I Shawn Michaels against The Undertaker of WrestleMania from uh, eight years ago. Before he retired, the okay. first one. Okay, mm-hmm. I gotta t- go go back. I can't. I remember. I don't remember what year it was. It was mankind 
versus the Undertaker. That hel- <laughs> in the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, dude, that was the most outrageous, and that's only because mm-hmm. of Mick Foley and what he would do to entertain the crowd. Right. And Shane McMahon does the exact same thing. He's Vince's son, and he would he's willing to take those bumps too. But you're right about that. And they threw him off top of that cage. Oh, he landed on the uh, uh, the table, mm. and they give a close up of his face, and his tooth oh. is sticking through his lip. That was incredible. <laughs> oh my! Because The Rock said one time that they had a match, basically where there the there was the empty arena match, and he said that you know after the match he was like Mick Foley had told him you could do whatever you want to me, you can beat the crap out of me it doesn't matter just to put on this you know put on this match because no one's there yeah and the rock he definitely did that the other one that i remember very clearly was a match in japan yeah between again mick foley Mm -hmm. and terry funk oh really and they were wrestling and they had small charges of c4 under Mm -hmm. plywood and stuff off of the in the in the in the corners of the ring and they would hit it it would blow up and throw them all the way across the ring yeah they had baseball bats wrapped in barbed wire it was crazy oh my goodness the first time i saw that barbed wire bat was um mick foley's match against randy orton in 2004 at SummerSlam. i'm just telling you blood everywhere he poured out a bag of tacks and he threw him down yeah, oh, he my. was crazy. He was. I I had him on my show a couple of times. You did? He, yeah, because he's written so many, you know, he's written two books. Okay. He was really good. I, I love Mr. Saki. I loved mm-hmm. all that stuff. He was just crazy, he was. and he was just entertaining as all get out. Who's on line one? Somebody want to talk to us? Willie Willie wants to talk wrestling? Willie, are you wanting to talk, talk wrestling? I just want to ask you a question. Sure. Who was the Blue Blazer? I don't know. I, I, you, you've got me on that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm well, talking from I just. Heard, some, go ahead. I heard uh, they, they, they raised him sixty feet off the floor. Uh huh. And accidentally, he fell and got killed. Oh yeah, that that's, was that that's was Owen. Hart. That was Owen Hart. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to him. Yeah, I was watching. I forget what that was a huge pay for you and. I mean, they dropped him, and I'm going to tell you what, that harness did not work. It didn't even slow him down. Do you remember uh, Hulk Hogan beating up Brother Love? No, I don't remember that. Now, if we're going to go back, then we got to go back to Ted Diabasi and all the rest of them. You know, we got to talk oh, about the Million Dollar Man. The Million Dollar Man, buddy. Okay. What about Rick Flair? Yeah, mm-hmm. Nature Boy. Yep. Yeah. You ever see the Texas Tornado? No, I, I don't. I, I have You know the Von Erichs and all of those folks. Right. All those. You know that's just great wrestling stuff. There. Those, those are the the guys in the wrestling Hall of Fame. Now, what about oh, no. Jimmy Hart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I got to work. I got to run, Willie. I have to run because we got to get a break in. If I don't, if I don't make the money, they won't let me stay on the air. I got to make the money. Don't forget about uh, applied research. They still have clinical research studies going. If you want to talk wrestling, we'll talk wrestling. I don't care. You know, who was your favorite wrestler? 823-0965. Who had the best finishing move? 
You know, maybe it was the chicken wing. I don't know. 8230965. You want to call George talk- the Animal Steel. There you go. He just passed away not more than a year ago. Yeah, he did, man. He used to eat the turnbuckles. Yeah, he, was, he did. He'd bite them and be tearing them apart up and stuff. That's crazy stuff. All right. So, uh, Applied uh, Research has the clinical research studies still going on. If you'd like to see if you could get involved in it, uh, find out. If you have what it takes, just go to arcarkansas.com, arcarkansas.com, and all the studies are going to be right there. And you can see, uh, you know, if you want to be a participant, you know, what your age has to be. Maybe you have to have, di- you know, type 1 or type 2 diabetes, things of that nature. The, the diabetic study they're doing says 18 years or older diagnosed with type 1 or 2 diabetes at least five years ago, be suffering from symptoms such as nausea or vomiting, abdominal pain, bloating, and early fullness after uh, meals. This is a diabetic gastroparesis, and uh, you can get involved with that study. Or uh, acne, moderate to severe acne, asthma, testosterone, overactive bladder, studies on kidney stones, all kinds of stuff. All of this is for uh, drugs and products uh, that are just in the last leg of being approved and going on the market, and you'll help them either make it or break it. Call at 501-954-7822, 501-954-7822. There is some uh, money involved in this. You call them or go on the website. You can get all the pertinent information. All right, we're back on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's good to have you here. Been talking a little bit of wrestling. We're down to about three minutes before we get to news, so let's dive into some local news. Uh, Today in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette article by Clara Tunage uh, from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, she's got the byline, uh, state agency sets new rules for stadium. Now, this is in uh, direct... Uh, response to what happened on Saturday night over at War Memorial Stadium. War Memorial's operators target loiterers and contraband. They're going to have a ban on loitering on the concourse, a clear bag-only policy, and increased use of security wands at the venue's entrances. The Arkansas Department of Parks and Tourism released three new security protocols for all athletic events at the venue just three days after panic sent fans running from the stadium. A fight, falling barricades, and the firing of a stun gun on Saturday uh, sent 38,000 people fleeing from the annual Salt Bowl rivalry game between Bryant and Benton High Schools. Now, the reason this happened is psychologists tell you it's a herd mentality. And uh, it's a little bit more than that. There was a herd mentality in that there have been people who said people yelled gun and uh, gun shot and uh, people panicked. But why did they panic? I mean, a lot of times... You know, somebody would have done that, and maybe in the general vicinity right around that area, perhaps uh, those people would have, you know, freaked out or whatever. 
In this case, the whole stadium flipped out. And it, it goes back to when we have these school shootings anymore, you get 24 hours coverage uh, about the shooting. Uh, you you know, you, you hear all about the people who were killed. Every it's It's on television constantly. And people think that this is happening all the time, everywhere. In just a moment, I'm going to use go over a story with you to tell you that those numbers that you've seen on school shootings have all been wrong. Got a story about it, something that NPR uncovered, and um, I'll give you the, the baseline on that, is that over two-thirds of the school shootings that have been reported in the media never happened. How's that one for you? Never happened. Fake news. What it is. They never follow up. People reported on stories and then found out they weren't true. Let's hear the news and then we'll be back. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. So let me run through quickly what they have done to change things at War Memorial. They said the new protocols will affect all athletic events and will be implemented on a case-by-case basis for other large crowd events at the stadium. That's according to uh, Meg Matthews uh, from the uh, uh, Arkansas Department of Parks and Tourism. Uh, The uh, new policies will immediately go into effect, Matthews said, and they could be altered in uh, the future. The story goes on to say, that the uh, clear bag that will be the standard across the country for the next few years, uh, and that it has been the standard uh, over the last few years, that according to uh, Will Adams, training manager for the National Center for Spectator Sports Safety and Security, a program which identifies best safety practices for arenas and sports arenas, Several collegiate conferences have shied away from making uh, the clear bag mandatory, but it's a part of most suggested guidelines and best practices guides. So you got that. Then the other part, and the part that might be more difficult to to implement, is the no loitering rule. Now let me explain what this is. The idea to bar loitering came from officials at the Bryant and Benton High Schools who met Monday with local and state law enforcement to discuss what happened at the stadium and how best to prevent future occurrences. Devin Sherrill, spokesman for the Bryant School District, said security breaks up large gatherings of students at home football games to deter fights or distractions from the game quote when people come and start gathering up it's sometimes an indication that something is going on there it's just a crowd control aspect to help everyone have a safe environment it helps everyone who goes to the game enjoy the game unquote now unlike the policy at Bryan high school games which focus primarily on students The uh, War Memorial policy says that the policy will affect all age groups. It's it's difficult for people to get into a fight if they're in their seats, Matthew said. 
There will be a bit of a learning curve, but we're just going to ask people very nicely if they're not waiting to buy a hot dog or go to the bathroom to please go back to your seat. Okay, good. I'm just going to say good luck with this. Okay. Matthew said preventing loitering will also, what they're saying here is if let's say you see some, you're walking down the concourse, maybe you're walking back to your street, you got a hot dog, you got a Coca-Cola or something, and you see a buddy, you're not supposed to stop and talk to them in the concourse. You're supposed to keep on going and don't loiter, but get back in your chair. Get back in your seat. And uh, so that's what they're trying. When asked if the new law might stymie the social aspect of football games and other such events, Matthew said the tailgating area should be the primary social scene. Those who came to watch the game can watch the game. But tailgating, we consider that to be the time to socialize. So here's my question. Zach, I'll ask this of you first. They're not going to let people congregate together to talk about the evening and how, you know, how excited they are about the game or how they're doing and, you know, is uh, little Susie really still dating Bubba's little Johnny over here or whatever. If you want to talk about that, go congregate where outside war memorial Mm -hmm. now what difference does it make if the congregation of people is inside the stadium or outside the stadium i don't think Mm -hmm. there's any there at all um i would in fact i would be of the opinion that you get a, a big group of people away from law enforcement outside the stadium you might have a better chance of having fights uh, if that's what it all is about, they're trying to stop any kind of fisticuffs and stuff. And I'm going to just tell you what, if it comes to a, a gun, if they can get past the people wanding them, uh, they don't care if there's a big group of people in there or whatever. If they got a gun and there's somebody they're going for, they're going to go go for them. I mean, if that's a gang thing, gangs do what gangs do. So uh, Matthew said it was not yet clear if the ban on loitering would be in effect during halftime. I'm just, you're going to confuse everybody now. You're going to start saying it's okay to loiter sometimes and not at others. We're going to have green and red lights, you know, up on the the walls down in, you know, underneath the, the stands. Red light means go get in your seat. Green light means you can stand around and, you know, you know, chew the fat. I understand that they're trying to react, but as normal, some of this reaction to what happened on Saturday, not good. Yeah, it's like, you know, at the UALR basketball games, even though we're down there on the scoreboard ta- table doing our jobs, we're still going to talk to each other about different things that's going on, and the people behind us are going to do the same thing. They're not just here just solely for the game. They're here to talk to some other people yeah. who they may know. You yeah. know, maybe they don't get the chance during the week or probably over the course of the summer, well, they want to talk to them. Let them do that. They don't have to just watch the game. Dude, when you go to a basketball game over there at UALR, mm-hmm. do people at times stand 
out there by the the concession stand and eat the hot dog, drink the Coke, and talk to each other? Yep, they do. Well, I wonder if they're going to pick up on this stuff here and say, you must go back to your seat. See, I think that that might cause almost an adversarial relationship right. amongst the people there are that are there to keep the peace mm-hmm. and uh, the average fan because they're going to feel like, hey, I paid my money. Exactly. Either they have a good time. Yeah, and, and I'm just talking to my buddy here. Don't treat me like I'm a criminal. Exactly. Shouldn't, I mean, if you're paying money for this event, you shouldn't be dictated on how you should, I mean, do what I'm you want. Saying that <laughs> this is what's coming. And again, the reason what happened happened because people watch way too much social media and way too much uh, cable news. And they're always afraid that, you know, there are, shoot, there are school shootings everywhere all the time. I'm telling you, most of you think that the schools are much more dangerous places than they really are. And that's because you have been misinformed. When is an incident involving a school-related shooting not an incident involving a school-related shooting? Don't ask the Department of Education. National Public Radio reports the federal government has no idea how many times a gun has really gone off in an American school each year. Although they'll make all kinds of statements. There were blank, blank shootings this year on campuses across the United States. The U.S. Education Department released a study uh, earlier this spring reporting that during the 2015-2016 school year, 240 school shootings reported at least one incident involving a school-related shooting. 240 schools reported at least one incident involving a school-related shooting. Then National Public Radio decided to go check their work. As it turns out, our education department and our schools can't count. They don't have any idea of this. NPR decided to call every one of the schools that the Department of Education had on file as experiencing a school-related shooting. Took them months to do it. Repeatedly, of the nearly 240 school shooting-related incidents reported to the federal government, NPR was able to confirm uh, just a total of about 60 shootings. 60 out of 240. Most of the shootings just didn't happen. In 161 cases, NPR reports, Representatives from schools or school districts said nothing happened or something had happened, but it didn't actually meet the government's definition for a shooting. The standard isn't super technical either. Any given educational professional with a college degree should be able to grasp the government definition, which is any discharge of a weapon at a school-sponsored event. No one knows what caused the error. One school official noted that this was the first year the federal government surveyed school districts about shootings and wondered whether someone 
push the wrong button. Pushing the wrong button once is a mistake. Pushing the wrong button 161 times is a systematic error which not unhelpfully illustrates an important problem. Though well-meaning, these bureaucrats in faraway Washington, D.C. are by definition far away from the problem. If the Department of Education can't even come up with an accurate accounting of the problem, why should those uh, administrators be allowed to even offer a solution? Uh, That's a a really good question, isn't it? And they scare the living tire out of of, uh, people who are working uh, in the schools or parents who have their children in those schools I mean, look, we're looking at over two-thirds of the school shootings that the government said happened in our public schools did not happen. There wasn't even a discharge of a weapon. Well, maybe somebody pushed the wrong button. 161 times wrong. Not good. Just saying, keep that in mind and also know, do not let, the continual coverage that you see on TV uh, that you might see on, um, you know, uh, social media. Maybe even you hear some about it on um, radio. We typically don't stay with it a long time. We go with the get you the information, fresh information, and then leave the scene. There's no reason for us to just sit there all day long and play the same stuff over and over and over and over and over. I mean, Russ and I listen to it, and Zach, at times when he's involved as as well, we listen to what they're saying. And if they're just regurgitating the same crap or they're getting people that are they're putting on mic uh, that are, are saying things that make no sense whatsoever or are exacerbating the problem, we drop it. We get out of it. And then I'll I'll keep you informed. I'll you know if I'm on, or somebody else will be on, and and remind you there's been a school shooting somewhere. And if as new uh, information becomes available, we'll bring it to you. But the bottom line is, uh, all of this coverage has scared the heebie-jeebies out of people. And then you get something that falls over uh, down in a tunnel in War Memorial Stadium, and people somebody jumps up and says, "That was a gunshot." And then it goes crazy at the at the facility. I have been wondering, I because I wasn't there, so I don't know. Maybe some of you were there. Uh, somebody can call me in. Did they get on the loudspeakers and tell people to please stay calm, that you're safe, and things of that nature? I'm sure we had law enforcement there. You you would almost definitely have law enforcement there. So anyway. Just know that uh, the federal government can't tell you how many school shootings that there truly were in any given year. All right, a break, and then we'll be back with you here with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Aero Plumbing. Aero Plumbing is the plumbing service that I use. I've been using Aero Plumbing ever since I moved into my home when I went to, I moved out into Cabot in 2003. And uh, I've had to have them out a couple of times. Uh, one time, pressure regulator went out. They came out and fixed it. Didn't take them but about fifteen minutes. I had another plumber who came out, said they needed to to dig up my whole front yard basically to find it. They had no idea what it was. 
So we're going to start here and kind of move around until we find it. All right. Kind of a hit and miss type of thing. A thing that was going to cost me nearly $3,000. And, um, of course, I looked at him and said, no, I don't think we're going to go that way. That's kind of like exploratory surgery. I'm not big on that either, especially if I'm the person they're going to do the exploring on. Now, the bottom line, I said, no, I called uh, Earl, had Earl Plumbing come on out, and uh, the guy shows up, walks to the front of my house, reaches right down in front of my house, unscrews the pressure regulator right there out. Goes his truck, which is a warehouse on wheels. It's got all the common uh, accoutrements that you need to fix a common type uh, plumbing problem, a bad toilet, things of that nature. Goes in the back of it, comes back out, walks over to the front of the house, reaches down, puts a, uh, the piece in, fixed, done. Saved me three grand, about a hundred buck re- repair, you know, because you had to pay because he, he came out there. Uh, to, to be there so there was i think it was 75 dollars for that and then it was like 25 bucks for the the part and it did great they've been out many times in my house to do other things they've uh taken care of some of the plumbing around my above ground pool and stuff like that they're very 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 good and they are very 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 professional and earl donaldson the man who is the owner of Arrow plumbing is absolutely adamant about that that's uh, aeroplumbing.net for their uh, contact information or just Google aeroplumbing. All right, five minutes uh, until 3 o'clock. we got more to talk about when we come back. Uh, we, uh, I saw where the uh, Jacksonville mayor, uh, Fletcher, Mayor Fletcher, who's a great guy, I really like the man, uh, has decided not to run for re-election. He's done. He's not going to run. He was going to, but now he's decided not to. I'll tell you what he had to say about it uh, when we come back on that. Uh, Mexico is praising the new trade deal. Stock market still uh, reacting very positively to that. Plus, uh, Canada now is in Washington, D.C. It started meeting with our trade negotiator yesterday. They're going to try to get in on this deal as well because they wanted to to happen for them and uh, they need to do it by friday because they're going to uh, unveil this new trade deal uh to the congress with mexico and canada wants to be part of that is what they're saying so we'll have to see how that all works out for them story just breaking that i thought was kind of interesting just throw out there for you as we get ready for the uh, uh news top of the hour just uh, like New York City purged the porn industry from Times Square in the 1990s, HBO now has banished banished its adult content from its website and apps. Now, don't get too excited, okay, about it. All right, that's not to say that nudity is no more on the cable network. The original series like the Game of Thrones and the Deuce are going to continue to pour on the steam as far as that's concerned. But adult movies and shows like Taxi Cab Confessions, Real Sex, Cat House, pretty much all the soft core content that has been part of HBO's late night Friday sleep for decades is history, as first reported in the Los Angeles Times and the Hollywood Reporter on Tuesday. Now, why might that have been? Could be all the free porn that you can get off of the Internet now. I would think that probably plays a huge part in this. And so those shows are not that 
uh, provocative any longer, and so HBO's not going to pay the money to make them. So that's probably why they're going. In a statement to both outlets, a spokesperson confirmed that the channel was indeed conscientiously changing its programming. May I say BS? You say you're getting rid of all the sex? No, you're not. You got Westworld on. You've got uh, Game of Thrones on. You've got uh, the Deuces on, which deals with making the beginnings of the porn industry in America. Come on now, let's 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 all be uh, you know truthful here, okay? That, that that's ridiculous. Here's what's been going on on Twitter about this. The radio uh, Twitter account says, and HBO has announced it's getting rid of all adult themed programming and soft core porn. One user wrote. To my fellow Lyft writer, well, there goes Thrones, LOL. All right, let's take a break. Get the news. We come back. Let's talk about, you know, uh, trade. I think it's really important we keep up on top of that. And we'll talk about Jacksonville Mayor Fletcher not running for re-election. That's all coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's continue it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, if you're looking for a gig Go no further than PI Roofing and Home Solutions. They're expanding so that you can become part of their great company. Right now, if you can work with your hands, like to work outside, or detail-oriented, get your resume over to piroofing.com or call them at 501-707-3551 because they are Hiring. That's right. They're hiring right now. PI Roofing Home Solutions expanding their operations department to better serve their customers as they grow so you can go build your future with them. PI Roofing Home Solutions has career opportunities in commercial roofing and service division, residential roofing and service division, and the home solutions division. So make your uh, star be hooked up to the ladder of success by applying at piroofing.com or 501-707-3551. You can talk directly to them, 501-707-3551. Tell them you heard about it from uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. I'd appreciate that. Tell, tell Joe and Veronica over there uh, that uh, he was talking good about them. All right. So the Jacksonville mayor has decided he's not going to run for re-election. Everybody thought he was going to. He had already said that he was going to run for re-election, and then he withdrew from the November 6th general election. He announced this yesterday uh, by a statement. He's 63, had filed for re-election in May along with three other candidates for mayor, Fletcher has been Jacksonville's mayor since winning a special election back in 2009. He'll continue in office until his term is over at the end of the year. Uh, The uh, story is right on the fold of the Arkansas Democrat uh, Gazette to Arkansas page. Uh, Jake Sandlin wrote the story. Uh, The a uh, statement made by the mayor is this, quote, quote, now is the time that I need to refocus my life upon those that need me the most and I cannot pass the responsibility on to anyone else. 
While I am optimistic about the future of Jacksonville and still support the resurgence of our great city as I believe the best is still ahead, I feel it is necessary that I step aside after this term ends on December 31st to allow new leadership to guide our city. I wish nothing but the best to the other candidates, and we as a community need to support their candidacy, whether we support their election or not, with dignity and uh, respect. He went on to thank Jacksonville residents for his nine and a half years as mayor and 40 years in elected office. Quote, I will always be humbled and touched by your confidence as you've allowed me the opportunity to try to have a positive impact upon you and your families. Fletcher becomes the third Pulaski County mayor to decide against a re-election bid. Uh, already dropping out are Little Rock Mayor Mark Stodola and Maumel Mayor Mike Watson, who've already announced that they won't seek re-election either. Uh, the pay for being the mayor over in uh, Jacksonville is a little over $89,000 uh, a year. Not a bad gig if you can get it. Uh, before becoming mayor, Fletcher served as a Ward 4 city council member from 1978 to 2009 and was on the city's planning commission back in 1975. In 1986, Fletcher was named the city's Citizen of the Year. He's a two-time former president of Jacksonville's JCs. I mean, uh, I think that he's done a fairly good job over in Jacksonville. Seems like that he righted that city up pretty good and got them pointed in the right direction. Uh, I only got uh, kind of questioning on some of the things he was doing when uh, – they were trying to annex a section of, uh, what was it, uh, Pulaski County on the, what is that, the north side or south, is it south side? I guess it's the, well, I can't can't think uh, which side of the road it is. It's right on off of 67, 167, and there was an area there where they had, you pull it, was is there and they had cupids was there there's a um, another couple of business a couple of bars and things of that nature that are along there and he was trying to annex that a lot of farmland was included in that farmers uh were fighting against it because they wanted to be able to raise their animals and stuff you may remember this fight is a few years ago and uh it's still a thing that I believe the state legislature needs to look at. I, I think annexing somebody that doesn't want to be annexed is wrong. If, if somebody doesn't want to be part of your city, I don't think a city should be able to go in and just suck them up. Uh, I just don't think that that's right. And that needs to be looked at some more in the way that it's done. But uh, they lost that, that, that try. They got defeated. Uh, I think that the people of Jacksonville didn't want it, and uh, the people definitely that had their farms out there didn't want it. So he lost on that one. Um, I think he was looking to have those businesses pulled into the Jacksonville city limits so that they got the uh, taxes 
from those uh, or, uh, those businesses that uh, that didn't happen uh, either. But other than that, I've think that he's been he's been doing a, a fairly decent job, and uh, I, I, I'm hoping that there's not some kind of illness uh, in his family or whatever that he needs to to be close to his wife or whatever because there's problems with that. But uh, this uh, that's where you're at. Fletcher would have faced Deborah Fulton, 49. State Representative Bob Johnson, 64, and Patrick Thomas, 58, in the general election. I think I said the uh, mayoral position paid 89. It pays 85, 670 uh, per year uh, for a four-year term. So that's uh, that's where they're at in Jacksonville. they got a lot of changes going on there. I mean, the new school system is getting underway over there. That started last year, wasn't it, uh, Zach? They got the Titans. That's their new uh, football team and uh, other sports teams that they have over there. They're building this high school there as you drive down 67, 167. If you're going towards Cabot, if you're going north, you look to your right, uh, you'll see it. By the way, it was on the west side of 67 that they were trying to annex uh, because it was on the left side of 67, it goes north and south, so that had to be the west side. So anyway, uh, a lot of things going on over in Jacksonville. The mayor helped steer through that uh, pay-by-the-drink legislation uh, for their restaurants. That was a big a big win, I think, for Jacksonville. Look, I'm not a big drinker, not a big drinker at all. I may have a beer once every, I don't know, uh, month. <laughs> it really is. Last beer I had was uh, three weeks ago. I had uh, a Bud Light Orange, which was pretty doggone good. Yeah, I'm a wuss. What can I say? I thought it tastes pretty good. Yeah, I gave it a try. I liked it. But uh, that's the last drink I had. Typically, I drink unsweet tea. But the bottom line is is that they got drink uh, you know, by the glass uh, and much easier pull than trying to get Jacksonville to say, yeah, we'll go wet. You know, in that part of, uh, in, in in that area, of Pulaski County, I just have the 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 feeling. For instance, look, this the 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 county I live in, Lone Oak, is dry. And if you live like I do by Cabot, all I have to do is go to the main turn right there at where three twenty one where. Uh, it turns to 321 past the light and take a right. And there's two of the biggest package stores in Pulaski County. And I don't know, maybe in the state, I don't know if there's any package stores that are much bigger than the, uh, the what is it, uh, the hog zone or whatever it's called over there and, and the other one. I mean, there's two monster package stores over there. And, you know, Cabot, can sit there and look at that, and that's that's tax money that they're not getting, and it's not coming into them. And for people to say, "Well, we don't want any, you know, liquor here in Lono County, folks," you're awash in liquor over in in Cabot. Uh, and if anybody wants liquor, they're going to drive right across the, the the county line, buy it, and bring it back into Lono County, and uh, you get nothing out of that. Absolutely nothing. So just something to keep in mind because I know in the near future somewhere 
someone is going to challenge you know a dry this dry county business and uh it being so difficult to sell you know a, a drink except if you're one of the preferred restaurants i think there's 61 restaurants that sell liquor like over in cabot now and uh, i went and stood up for matt smith who owns uh, uh the silver screen um, you know over there he wants to sell beer and and wine and I heard some of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard at the people who didn't want it sold there, that people were going to go to the movies and get rip-roaring drunk and and uh, molest young teenage girls and just absolutely the most asinine stuff. I've You know, if you don't like liquor, I understand, but it is a legal product in, in the United States, and a lot of people uh, consume it. And most people do it very, uh, you know, responsibly. So, you know, and, and you say, well, we don't want a bunch of drunk drivers in Lone Oak. Well, you're going to get them if, whether you like it or not if they're drinking between their house and the package store. Just saying. It, you're going to have drunk drivers around there. What are you going to say there, Zach? You wanted to jump in. I'll just say, you know, that stuff does not happen at the movie theater. You know, no. it just doesn't happen. No. I, it, it it was not going to happen. I I just heard I heard people say silly silly stuff, mm. and it, I believe after you have if we had recorded that <laughs> and then played it back, yeah, a couple of years down the road and no problems had happened at the movie theater, people would feel foolish, yeah, about what they said, and uh, just kind of crazy. I had one guy approach me out in the parking lot, and he says, "You're Dave Ellswick, right?" And I said, "Yeah." He says. Love your show, but I won't listen to it anymore. And I looked at him and I said, "Why?" Just because you you said that they should allow to be allowed to serve liquor there at that business. I said, "Well, you must not listen to my show very much because <laughs> you know that I believe that uh, someone who has a business should be able to fully uh, support that business. And if Matt Smith thinks people want a beer because he's heard from his his his." Uh, customers then you should be able to offer a beer to them right i mean they they only will sell you uh two people are going to be bandit stamped i mean they're doing everything but making you walk around naked and, and carry a beer around i mean i'm just saying uh when i went to that meeting i didn't know i was going to walk into <laughs> footloose that's what i thought i was at. I, thought I was at, in the movie footloose and they were fighting against dancing it was crazy. Really, it, was, it, was, it, it felt crazy. Because usually people, all they you really buy is one, maybe two. But, you know, it's most time it's just really one drink. Cause, you most know, people don't buy beer. Exactly. But there are people that will drive uh, from Cabot yeah. that want to be able to have an adult beverage. Mm-hmm. And they'll drive all the way into to Little Rock yeah. to a theater where they can have a beer if they want a beer. Right. So better to keep your customers in cabot Mm -hmm. and getting the money off of the taxes of stuff they're buying than to run them off to another place all right it's dave ellswick show when we come back um i want to talk about uh the the whole thing about uh, trade and then in the last part of the next uh, half hour i want to talk about uh, cynthia nixon and kumo are going to debate tonight for governorship of uh new york you know what the what the big debate topic is take take a guess zach what do you think 
in New York, what what do you think is going to be the biggest topic at this debate? I'm just going to guess guns. Nah. <laughs> nah. It's a good, good guess. Cynthia Nixon says uh, that uh, the big thing about the debate is WCBS-TV, which is a radio station that will host the debate, is asking that the room temperature be set to 76 degrees rather than significantly cooler temperature that Kumo famously prefers for his public appearances, saying that making the temperature that cold is sexist. Now, the only reason I could think that they think it's sexist is the same thing that you'll think you're thinking about right now. All right, I'm just telling you. That's that's the only thing that I can see that would might be sexist about it, but we're going we're to working conditions are notoriously sexist when it comes to room temperature, so we just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. All right. I'm trying to figure out a way that I can make this clear about what they're saying, but I don't know if I can you help me, Zach, when we take the break here, all right? We'll try to figure out how to make this clear to people. Plus, we'll talk about the NAFTA deal that's going on. Don't forget about my friends at Hortons. They are doing so much work uh, on their uh, first facility that they opened here in Little Rock back in the 80s off of 12th Street. Uh, they are doing a complete rehab of it, making it a state-of-the-art facility with the latest technology and prosthetics and orthotics a large waiting room, central heat and air, so it's cool during the summer, warm during the winter time. Uh, a big uh, uh, new gate room, which is uh, a room where people who are getting prosthetics can walk, and the doctor can be at eye level with them as they walk by, and he can look at their gait the way that they walk, and he'll he can tell how good that prosthetic orthotic is working. And then, of course, they have a mastectomy room that they're putting together. That's going to give you all kinds of privacy and comfort while you're fitted for that device. Remember, six locations with the new updated facility in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Fort Smith, and Searcy. It's a, a family that runs this business, and they care for their patients. They've got, you know, a lifetime uh, relationships with these people. Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics who provide a lifetime of support. All right, back with you. We just got a few moments before we get to the news. And uh, I went and, and and wanted to make sure I could talk about this story about Cynthia Nixon because it has sexual connotations. There's no way of getting around it. And I'll explain it to you when we get into And I can't believe that she's spending this much time pushing this uh, for this uh, governor's race. But... Stick with me. I'm going to get into it uh, in the last uh, part of the next half hour here of the Dave Ellswick Show. So uh, President Donald Trump announced a new trade deal Monday with Mexico. Uh, it says Mexican stocks jump. Let me tell you what. The United States, our, uh, you know, Wall Street jumped. Uh, the NASDAQ is, for the first time in history, over 8,000 points. Right now it's sitting at 8,100 and change. Uh, big, big news. And on top of that, it uh, is now set up that uh, China is going to take get a thumping about it as well. I'll, I'll tell you why and why this is going to force China 
to really get to the negotiating table with us as quickly as possible and what Canada is playing with this as well. Here's your latest news. All right, so let's get back here in in this uh, segment and talk a little further uh, about what's going on with NAFTA and why it's uh, playing out and and why it's going to be so important, especially, I believe, uh, getting the Chinese really to the to the table uh, to uh, end the the, the trade uh, war that's been going on here for the last uh, few months with Mexico. Let's remember what. We found out about this. We found out that 75% of all the car parts that are made uh, for the cars that are going to be assembled in Mexico or the United States or whatever must be made in the United States or Mexico. Now, if China, not China, but if Canada wants to get involved in this, they've got to sign on to this NAFTA agreement as well before Friday. That's why they showed up in Washington, D.C. Monday and started meeting yesterday with our trade negotiators about how they can be part of this. They don't want to be left out in the cold. There's a lot of money on the table here. Now, who's going to lose in this? Who's going to lose on all this? China. Because they're not going to get a lot of these car parts and stuff that need to be made uh, are going to be made in China anymore. They have to be made here in the United States or in Mexico or whatever. That means more jobs for Americans, means more jobs for Mexicans. Uh, Mexico signed on with this and said that they'll pay all of their workers, uh, especially in the car business, at least $16 an hour. Now, what that has done is made it that it's not as beneficial if you're a, a car manufacturer here in the United States to send all of your work down to Mexico because you said, well, we can save a lot of money uh, going down there and use the cheap labor that they got down there where they were paying people like 8 or $9 an hour. And up here, because of all the benefits and everything, they're paying in the, in the mid-20s uh, to a lot of the guys that are at the uh, the car uh manufacturing plants for the car manufacturing plants that still exist uh up in michigan for instance uh, not many of them anymore uh where they used to where the majority of cars used to be made just big uh broken windows out of buildings kind of places you know that that are out of business hopefully those are going to be repaired and people will be working in them again so that's a big deal now It's a big deal that Mexico wants to get in on this, and so the United States now parlays talking to Canada. Canada wants to get in on this and says, you know, you can be in on this, but a couple things we got to talk about. We got to talk about milk because they they charge about a 225% tariff on our milk going into Canada. They're going to want that knocked down, if not gotten done away with, uh, here between us and Canada. Uh, they want to make sure that uh, Canada signs on that they quit stealing. Uh, you know, we always hear about China st- stealing intellectual property. Uh, Mark Lauder, when we had him on Monday talking about the NAFTA agreement, uh, 
said that part of the uh, trade negotiations going on with Canada was their stealing of uh, American intellectual property and using it uh, to undermine the um, American economy. So that's a couple of the big things. So let's say that they, they work out this deal uh, with Canada and, and uh, Christia Freeland is here and, and talking and she said significant concessions from Mexico in the areas of labor and rules of origin on cars okay really paved the way for what Canada believes will be a good week they don't want to lose out on making a lot of those car parts and stuff so they want to get in on this this is where the negotiation stuff works out uh, for us and Trump is good at this you know the the president's good at this you may not like him but he's got the American workers uh, he's got their backs I'm just telling you that that's really the case. Uh, the U.S. Treasury Secretary Stephen uh, Nunchen sounded an optimistic note yesterday saying, quote, our objective is to get Canada on board quickly. I don't anticipate there is going to be a lot of sticking points. Business groups and members of Congress are already demanding that Canada remain in the regional trade agreement. The president always wanted them to be in the trade agreement. It was whether Trudeau wanted to be part of the trade agreement. And he knows he don't want to lose a, you know, multiple millions of dollars. Trump playing that card against him. And so now they're here and they're working fast and furious to get this done. So uh, know that it's going to be very interesting uh, but goes on. Uh, the Canada Institute at the Wilson Center think tank said, in Trump's bombastic approach to policymaking, quote, you need a villain or some drama, and that villain was Canada. On Monday, Trump once again charged that Canada imposes dairy tariffs of nearly 300%. We're not going to stand for that, he said, neglecting to note that the United States imposes huge tariffs of its own. Yeah, we do. We want to get rid of tariffs. But to do it, you've got to make the other guy flinch. You got to make him blink, and that's what he is up to doing, as far as that is concerned. So, what? How? How does this? What does this all mean? Very simply, this: you get Canada signed on. Remember, the EU is already signed up. Now we've got our trade agreement with the EU. We get our trade set up with Mexico, and we get it set up with Canada. That's about three quarters of the trade in the free world. Where's that leave China? They're being left out in the cold. They're going to start losing a whole lot of money. Not only top of that, they're already talking about, you know, getting away from the United States and not buying food from us. Who are you going to buy it from? Who else can feed you? The United States can feed you. Other countries don't make food the way we make food. We could feed the world two times over just by what we produce on our farms here in the United States. And they know that. And they're already in the United States, and the negotiations are going on. Are going on. It's just going to be how much can we make them bend before uh, they say, no, we're not going to do it at all. Hey, okay. Trump's going to look him across the table and say, look right in my eye. I'll, I'll, I'll make it very tough for you and your people. You keep 
you don't you don't come on board on this. I expect we'll see some uh, great things happen for China, maybe even before the the November elections. I mean, what what are you as Democrats going to do? You've got the American people with the highest uh, uh, concern of our economy is at an eighteen year high. Not since uh, two thousand have we had these kind of uh, numbers by Americans who believe that the economy is going the right way since 2000. By the way, it doesn't stop anywhere in the Obama years, okay? Obama, it sucked. That's the bottom line. First, uh, second quarter, 4.2%. They're thinking it's going to be bigger in the third quarter. Just hang on, folks. Uh, the economy is humming along. I just, I'm, I got to, you got to be honest. If you, if you vote Democrat, you're stupid. You you I might you might say I can't believe he just called me stupid. Yeah, I did. President of the United States has got the economy humming, got the the country going in the right direction. People say, but other people don't like us over in in Europe and stuff because of the way the president's doing things. Who cares? You can have free trade with people and whatever. They don't have to like you. We don't have to like them. I got to tell you, I haven't liked the French for a long time since De Gaulle. But you still have to do business with them, and there's still other other things to 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 be dealt with. Take a look at uh, the energy situation. Do you realize this year is the first time in the history of this country that Texas is exporting its oil because we got so much oil in this country? The first time. And we're the Saudi Arabia of Nash, uh, natural gas. And now, because of the EU and our sitting down and, and uh, you know, being able to say, I'm calling BS on a lot of the stuff that you're doing over there, suddenly they're going to start buying their natural gas from Russia? No, they're going to cut back, way back on Russia. They're going to be, be buying liquefied natural gas from us. Because we're going to start shipping it to them. We got so much natural gas, we don't know what to do with it all. It's going our way, I'm just telling you. Trade policy is, the economy is, let's keep it going that way. Do not put the Democrats back in control in the uh, the House. You're not going to do it in the Senate. They can't do it. They're not going to be able to pull it off. Bottom line move forward with these these great trade agreements that we're making and as i as uh, the president said let's continue to make america great again all right we got to get a break in let's do that when we come back i promised you and i will keep my promise cynthia nixon the former sex in the city star and current candidate for governor in new york uh her uh what was it, her, the lady who uh, takes care of all of her campaign has taken on Kumo. Her name is, her strategist is Rebecca Katz. And she said, quote, working conditions, and now they're talking about this, uh, this debate that's happening tonight, are notoriously sexist. When it comes to room temperature, so we just want to make sure we'll all be on the same page here. 
that from a copy of an email that the New York Times obtained uh, written to the Cuomo campaign with under two weeks to go until the primary Cuomo's campaign claims the Nixon camp is simply trying to distract from the issues. The Nixon campaign thrives on paranoia and melodrama and these silly accusations are more the same. They can debate about debates, but the governor is focused on having a substantive, in-depth discussion about the issues facing New York. Let me warn the spokesperson for the Kumo campaign. If they can make this look sexist enough, it won't matter what Kumo says. Women will be looking at it and saying, I can't believe he's doing this. I don't like that guy. It won't matter about issues at that point. Then I'll tell you why they think that room temperatures are sexist. That's coming up. We're going to talk about it. Don't forget about Sonny's Auto Salvage. You know, I do a lot of work with uh, Sonny's. I, uh, I get a lot of parts from him. Because to me, saving 50% on the parts and then having Joe's Garage do the labor for me is the way to go. They're your number one choice for recycled auto parts. You know, a car gets totaled in an auto accident, and maybe it smashes the front end and the fenders and the left and right fender walls or something like that. But all of the big parts and even a lot of the small parts are still in good working condition. And, in fact, uh, you know, RD will go out and and he'll bid on these uh, maintained total loss vehicles. He'll get them. He takes them back to Sunny Auto Salvage, and they strip them down, get all the parts off of it that can be reused. They test all of those parts, make sure that they work exactly like they're supposed to, and then they sell them to you. This is a perfect way to recycle. I mean, this makes sense. As I've always said, I'll go green when you save me green. And they save me green at Sunny's Auto Salvage. You can get the guaranteed, uh, uh, the guarantees that, that you can get with uh, the parts. They get the standard warranty. They offer one, two, and three-year warranties on all parts. That's what I always get, the three-year. That way you get three years, parts and labor, and unlimited mileage. That means for three years you don't have to worry about an engine or a transmission or a rear dif- uh, differential or something like that. Do your business with Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. 982-7451 is the number again. 982-7451. All right, got five minutes left here before the news. Next hour, don't forget, Joe and Duck will be here answering any of your car questions. I just had a lot of work done on my uh, car today. Uh, Pick it up tomorrow or later tonight. Uh, and uh, get it back uh, to my house where I, I need it at, you know, because I like driving my uh, SUV. Bottom line, I had to have the uh, air conditioner worked on today and uh, found out we had some tie rods that were bad in the back end and a couple of, uh, of uh, uh, what do you call them, um, things that keep a car from bumping up and down. I forget uh, what I'm thinking of here. Anyway, I had all that replaced. It's going to run me about about $2,200 for all of it. Good. I mean, we're talking a solid 10 hours labor just on the air conditioner and then probably another three hours on on, uh, getting things taken care of on the rear end. So it's going to ride a lot better, and it will keep me cool like it's supposed to. Okay, so enough on all that. Let me uh, tell you what's going on as far as this uh, uh, Kumo and Nixon debate. All right, 
The big story right now, and they're debating tonight. I don't know if it's 8 o'clock our time or 7 o'clock our time. Uh, I just would flip over to Fox or flip uh, at 7 o'clock and see if, if it's on there. If it's not, then it'll be at 8 o'clock. But I know they're, they're going to carry it tonight. Uh, a campaign strategist for uh, Cynthia Nixon, former Sex and the City star and uh, primary opponent of Fukumo, sent an email this week to WCBS-TV, the radio station that will host the debate, asking that the room temperature be set to 76 degrees rather than the significantly cooler temperature, which they don't say what it is, uh, that Kumo famously prefers for his public appearances. Working conditions are, and here's her exact words uh, from Rebecca Katz, the strategist, notoriously sexist when it comes to room temperature, so we just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Asked on uh, Monday how he was preparing for the debate, which will be Nixon's first, Kumo responded simply by governing. Uh, In a statement to the Times, Nixon's team accused the Kumo campaign of meticulously determining the exact specifications for the debate venue, which includes no introductory handshake and a seated press conference format. This time, we were finally given the opportunity to debate, but only by his rules, including no handshake. Nixon complained earlier this month that Kumo had sabotaged multiple attempts to set up previous debates. Quote, CBS was very frank with us that they really didn't have a choice, that these were his demands, and if they were not uh, uh, agreed to, he wouldn't show up. I was really looking forward to being going toe-to-toe with Andrew Cuomo. I guess we'll be seated, Nixon ended. I guess we'll be going tush-to-tush. And the other thing, the whole thing about the room temperature being sexist. So what what are they saying? It's very simple. Uh, Cynthia Nixon doesn't want to be up in front of the TV cameras with her high beams on. That's the bottom line here. That's why she's upset about it's going to be cold in the studio. Not that she'll be uncomfortable. It's that she'll be uncomfortable about what might be showing. Okay? That, that's, the, that's the key here. And that's why they're saying that the temperature, I've never heard anybody say the temperature someplace was sexist. That's her strategist terminology for it, not mine. Again, she said... Well, Conditions, working conditions for this are notoriously sexist when it comes to room temperature. So we just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Sounds like to me it's going to be cold in that studio because that's what Kumo wants. And and WCBS said that's the way it's going to be. So we'll have to watch tonight, see if they got a black bar across uh, Cynthia Nixon's chest or something. That's all coming up tonight, 7 or 8 o'clock. I don't know what time it is central for that debate should be interesting to watch joe and duck are next they'll be here in the studio and in the final hour kyle will be with us and we're going to be talking to him he's running for mayor of searcy so that's coming up as well here on the dave ellswick show all right four o'clock some of you going home good for you you've already got through your wednesday you're on your way home Put your feet up, relax, take it easy, and I hate take you. Take a load off. <laughs> and I hate you. <laughs> yeah, but you just think you ain't got two hours now left. That, you're right. That's all I got left. And, and we'll make this hour quick. 
It, well, it always goes quick. Next hour is going to be quick as well because uh, in the next uh, hour we're going to have one of the candidates who's running for mayor of uh, of Searcy, and that's Kyle. Kyle will be in here. Kyle is the guy who put our television cameras in here in the studio. So uh, he's a good man, and Kyle Reeves will be here on the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. We're looking for that. Don't forget tonight, I don't know whether it's 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock. You probably want to watch this because I think it's going to be highly entertaining. Andrew Cuomo, who is the governor of New York, will be debating Cynthia Nixon, who used to be in the, the show on HBO, Sex in the City. Uh, and she's running for mayor, not mayor, governor. And they're debating tonight, either at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock. I don't know which time it, it is. 7 Eastern. So it'll be 6 o'clock our time. So I was... Let me just tell you, 6 o'clock, turn it over to Fox News. You should be able to watch it live right there. If you can't get it there, find C-SPAN. It'll be on C-SPAN for sure. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun to watch that. They're going to post the temperature of the – That's what I want. I yeah. wonder if they're going to have a big a big <laughs> thermometer uh, in the studio so and, and see if, it's seven, if it is at 76 in there or is it a sexist temperature of minus, you know, 55 or something like that, you know, so we can – See how that all did you have you did you hear that story I was talking about? Mm-mm. Oh well, yeah. They, uh, Cynthia Nixon's campaign has said that uh, the governor uh, likes to keep the studio really, really cold. That's, that's a thing that he likes, you know, and she wants it at seventy six degrees. And saying that if they're keeping it really, really cold, uh, it, it's a sexist thing. Hmm. Well. She's worried about. Wait a minute. Going Around in. my house, my wife always keeps it down on sixty-two degrees. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, Cynthia Nixon doesn't. She doesn't want to get in front of the cameras with her high beams on. <clears throat> well, I understand. I mean, that's that what it's all about. I'm just telling you. I had to go by and slip the air conditioner up, and then she will scold me. You been messing with air conditioner? Nope. <laughs> and it's only you two in the house. One of you has changed it, and she knows she didn't. I thought it was a cat. No, the cat. cat huh? <laughs> I still get in trouble all day. Yeah, I got, yeah. You deserve to get in trouble. No, I don't. All right. So you're feeling good today because last week I you were a little underwent. I feel under a whole lot better today than I have all week. Today's right. the first day that I actually, and I've been to the doctor today. I went and had a stress test run and an echogram run and a, some other kind of test. Uh, they made you get on the treadmill again. No, I, I I can't walk on treadmill. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I sat there and I squirted that green looking stuff. Uh, yeah, chemical mm-hmm. start your get oh, your yeah. get your heart it beat up you, there. It makes your head swell up. You you think it's like a five gallon bucket sitting up there. But with my left foot, I can't walk. So no, I that's have right. No choice. That's right. But they did all that. They're getting prepared to do this ablation deal. So what's that? It's where they kill the nerve. It's making my heart mess up so bad. Oh, okay. They're, uh, they're, you know, shock treatments. Okay. Yeah. That's why my wife, she said, I can get you with a stench cord here. <laughs> that's it. But I do feel better. I feel pair better. Of tweezers than and a 110 outlet. Yeah. yeah. And it won't, and it won't even hurt as much because you'll pass out from the first wave of pain. <laughs> <laughs> I got a hammer. She can just knock me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I bet I, you got a frying pan. What it is, Dave. It's too many years of having those, uh, high voltage plug wires and stuff shocky yeah that's it i just uh you know it's some kind of side effect from that yeah grab something hot i'll tell you what it'll let you know it yep get I your do, attention i do feel better today than i did all week uh 
course you were coming here. Well, this is I, your this is your you know your harbor of of uh, respite. And if and if you've ever had a <laughs> field attack and you have it for more than ten or fifteen minutes, people knows what I'm talking about. When you have it, I had it for almost seven hours the other day before they finally got you, it down. Once they got it down, you probably almost collapsed. I went. Uh, out sleep, well, the, didn't you? The doctor told me, said, if you're going to go home, get in the truck and go now. And when I went home, I walked in the back door, and I seen the bed, and I crawled in it. She woke me up about 10 o'clock. She said, you ain't had nothing to eat all day. You know, you need to eat something. And so, 10 o'clock at night, right? Yeah. Okay. And I ate a sandwich, about half of a sandwich, and went back I, woke, to sleep. I woke up the next morning about 8.30. Yeah, that's what and happened. she said, are you going to the shop? And I said, yeah, I'm going to the shop. I didn't make it to the shop. I didn't stay mm-hmm. all day. But right. I had some stuff I needed to do. And so, but it's okay. I mean, it's, it's just, when I, when I have a bad one, it's just one of them. It just knocks yeah, you off. Bottom line, we, we want <coughs> them to make sure you get well. Absolutely. Hey, he ain't no, no, no worse than I want to get well. Because what Tracy told me, she said, you know, you, you're going to have to get well. And I said, honey, I <laughs> I, I, I applaud that 100%. I want to be well. but So I go back next Thursday at 2 o'clock to the blazing doctor, and we're going to just. Okay. He wouldn't even. He wouldn't even. He seen me. He said, I won't do, talk to you about it until you go have these four tests run. All right. Well, next week we won't get together because I'll be in D.C., and we'll yeah. be broadcasting back from uh, Hold Your Feet to the Fire. Hold so, Your Feet to the Fire. Yeah. Illegal immigration. And then the following week, we'll be back together in the, the rest of the Wednesdays, although yep. you will have uh, David Ray in with you on one Wednesday. He'll be filling in when I'm on vacation. Okay. Right. So you're still going to Florida on vacation? I am going to Florida. I, man, i tell you what. I've been getting fired up about this since uh, uh, back in the middle of July. Yeah. I started firing up and putting my pesos away. And by the way, my pesos are worth more now after the NAFTA agreement was signed. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, I'm all excited. They worked a nickel instead of four cents now. Yeah, huh? I'm, 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 I'm working. What was it they said? It went up quite a bit. Hold on, guys. Listen to this. This is really good for the Mexican government, too, what they have come up with. Uh, it says it was an 18-month <laughs> slog, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the, the peso gained strength. That's all it says. It gained strength. So it, yeah, you can get 900 of them now. For yeah, a for a dollar. Yeah, that's what, probably what it is. I don't, I don't know what exactly the you need exchange a wheelbar- rate. Yeah. You need a wheelbarrow to carry No, that's, carry in Venice, that's Venezuela. Oh. That's in Venezuela, and that's all paper money in that wheelbarrow. And yeah, burn really? theirs, and it's cheaper than buying heat and oil. They you just burn ready? their money. Check it. Hey, it's the truth. Did, <laughs> you, stay warm, did, you, did you hear what their their uh, interest rate is? Uh-uh. Over a million percent. Really, a million percent. I never heard million of that percent before. of nothing. Yeah, yeah that means that's it's pretty worth good. Nothing. Yeah, it showed it, it showed a stack of money on a table, about <laughs> three and a half foot tall and about five foot wide, and that would buy you a gallon of milk. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's what I said. They can burn it and stay warm cheaper than they can buy anything. That's, with well, it. you're right. Like yeah, wood. That, that looks a whole lot like it's worth about more than wood. <laughs> looks like what happened. Stacked up in cords outside. That's it. It looks like what happened in Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, remember when they were running, they'd be running the store and have wheelbarrows full of money. By the time they get there, it was worth maybe a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. And you had like $900 or whatever. That's right. Say, hurry, get there quick. It's going down. Fast. Yeah, fast. At the bottom's yeah. dropped out. It's free fall. All right. So, enough about what's going on in the world. But yeah, seriously, it's uh, 
Venezuela. Yeah, that that makes you feel good about voting for socialism in America. Yep. Yeah. Think about that. Don't don't let that get away from you. You think about it. Okay. You want to be like that? There's no dogs running around the streets in Venezuela. By the way, they eat them fast. They, they ate them. That's exactly what they did. They're eating them. One of the favorite meats in Venezuela right now. All right. I'll pass. I brought with me. Well, I ate it over in Korea, but I got to tell you, it's, you know, meat is meat. If you spice it enough, you don't know what it is. That's right. That's exactly what it was. Company history, Crow Burling game, bumper to bumper auto parts. It's the same thing. You say Crow Burling game, it means bumper to bumper. You say bumper to bumper means Crow Burling game. Yeah. And well, Crow I, Burlingame uh, joined the Bumper to Bumper Alliance, which is Auto Value and, and Bumper to Bumper, which is a national alliance. So this is a long. We wanted to deal talk here. a little bit about. Them. We don't have to read all of this. We yeah. can hit the high spots. Yep. Uh, because you know we we bring this up a lot, and I asked Joe and I asked Duck, why do you do business with Bumper to Bumper? And they always talk about they've got them in mind first. They make sure they deliver the product fast uh they use the best auto parts they can get their hands on and they get them into the the bumper to bumper certified service centers and that's the the group that uh, works with uh, joe and with and with with duck and uh, we thought it'd be kind of cool to talk a little bit about the history they started back in 1928 is when they got started correct that when it all came together no, down 1919. in 1919. 1919. Okay. Next year in April will be 100 years, years. for this company. As an Arkansas co- uh, corporation. Yes. So the, they started. Family owned. Down in uh, El, Dorado, or El Dorado. Is that where they, they started at? I think that's where it was. They were far down south, close to the, to the Louisiana yep. border. And uh, in 1928, they purchased an existing store from Service Parts Company. And from that point on, the company grew steadily until there were 21 store locations at the outbreak of World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they've been around a while. You betcha. And and a lot of folks don't know, but uh, Parts Warehouse Incorporated is Crow Burlingame Company. Okay? Yeah. And the biggest thing on here to tell folks about that are old enough to remember, but they bought, purchased and bought 555 auto parts. Yeah, that's Everybody what I remembers to say. that. They did that. Triple nickel. In 1981. Triple nickel. Never heard that's of it. They were they were the largest parts supplier in Little Rock at the time. Okay, so that was a that was an Arkansas thing. That's the reason I, yeah. I wasn't mm-hmm. there here at that time. I yep. wasn't even around at that time. Yeah, it was called 555, but a lot <coughs> of people called it triple nickel. Makes sense. Mhm. It makes sense. I'm sitting here looking. I'm just kind of running over this. It's very cool. Let me read something I thought I found really interesting. It was the dealer's responsibility to equip the cars for customers. Crow Burlingame Company took orders by telephone and shipped statewide overnight by train. Yes. Isn't that wild? <laughs> but you but you notice what they said. This company, Crow Burlingame, sold parts to the dealers. Right. To put on their new vehicles. Yeah, because originally, and man, guess what they do today, Dave? Sell parts to the dealers. Yeah. Originally, manufacturers shipped automobiles without bumpers, horns, or most of the now common accessories. Yes. It was the no dealer's responsibility to equip the cars for the customers. That's yeah. Right. A lot of them didn't have air conditioning, no heaters. Oh, I can remember mm-hmm. having to order uh, air conditioning if you wanted it. <clears throat> and I remember my father was cheap enough that he didn't order it. 
<laughs> so <laughs> Dave rode hot. 100, 180 AC, baby. That's what it was. All four wheels cranked down. Yep, 280. Yeah, trying to stay cool. Trying to stay cool. Not easy to do. So no. Basically, they, they sell the best parts. AC Delco, Motorcraft. Standard. Uh, standard, the Gates. Life clutches. Uh, the, the list goes on and on. You could name them all, but these are OEM-style parts, what come on the original manufacturers, and these folks have been doing this since since 1919 dave and and that's a real accomplishment for a arkansas owned and operated company still today yeah i mean this is the history we're giving you is pretty cool because like i said they started here in arkansas and they've continued it was two friends wr bob crow and jg judge burlingame founded crow burlingame company as an arkansas corporation in june 1990 next year is their centennial we'll have to do something really big for that do something yeah we'll let them pay for a big fireworks display <laughs> i think they got a party plan i hope we're invited yeah, yeah, about that. That. let's see if they yeah, let they, us come you know, to it they, they may, may allow me and joe to come yeah it's just really interesting how much they have changed over the years in 32 purchasing and warehouse functions of the company Joined two other companies in order to combine purchasing power and operational strengths. I got to tell you, the people who who started this company and grew this company were astute business people. Really, same people today. Yeah, they're still around. It's their know. grandkids. Yeah, yeah, great grandkids. So they learned. They, they, they showed you they was well trained. Yeah, that fathers and grandfathers, you know, trained them and made sure that they kept Crow Burning Game bumper to bumper as crow burning game bumper to bumper and kept it in the family very very cool <clears throat> says during the prosperous years after the war expansion was rapid including the opening of 19 stores in one year mm-hmm. opening one store is tough enough but opening 19 yes in 12 months that's incredible in addition during that period many employee benefit plans were developed uh, changing times and new government regulations required the company to separate into two companies in 1958. Crow Berlin uh, Game Company continued to operate the stores, spun off parts warehouse to handle the warehouse distribution side of the business to continue operating independently from CBCO. PWI purchased its customers base beyond the CBCO stores becoming a strong supplier uh, supplier of automobile parts to independent jobbers in most of Arkansas and the northern third of Louisiana. Now, the, when they said jobbers, jobbers are the people that are selling the parts in the stores. Yes. Yes. And, yeah, they're not company stores. That's they're correct. independently owned. So they're, they're, they're like franchises. They turn around and, and help make this company what it is uh, today yep. in all the work that they did. But, Dave, on another hand, if, if I have a problem or Joe has a problem, or any of our service group has a problem, you can call and talk to Jerry Rocher. You can call and talk to James or Chris, and they will take care of us. They, they, James will get on it, or Jerry Rotary. I called yeah. the other day. I had I had a couple questions from Jerry, and about ten minutes he called me back and he said, "Hey, it's this, this, and this." They do, they do take good care of us. Their 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 <clears throat> chain of command is simple. Everybody that owns these this company lives in Arkansas. Yep. It ain't like they got to go. All they do is pick up the phone, call, and you get an answer immediately. And and they always take care of you. 
you know yes. they do me anyway and and they know they do duck and the rest of the guys in the car and truck doctors and and basically you know it's a fantastic company to be associated with they got fantastic parts they got fantastic service and you know and the quality of parts is just you know it's the best you can get so i'm i'm proud to be a a member of their certified service center i know me duck too. is too yeah. yep it's great right. well let's look at this during the 60s they became a multi-state chain uh, they acquired Rap, uh, is it Rapids Auto Supply in Alexandria, Louisiana, and Tillman Auto Parts in Shreveport. The 70s saw the purchase of eight stores and a warehouse in southern Mississippi. By 1979, they had, now this is 40 years, 40 years, basically, 50 years, 50 years, 60 store operations were in place. Mm-hmm. Plus their warehouses. Yeah. And in 81, the company purchased its largest independent competitor, Triple Nickel, 555. Yep. And uh, PWI remodeled, moved to its present location at 1901 East Roosevelt Road in Little Rock with modern automated uh, facilities. The same acquisition gave the company an additional warehouse operation in Fort Smith. So you just kept, keep on going. I mean, uh, they named 92, <laughs> computerized all their stores. 94, purchased a chain of stores and two warehouses in Tulsa. Uh, those two warehouses combined to form a major distribution center that currently supplies the stores and many independently owned stores in Oklahoma and northwest Arkansas. And I mean, it just goes on and on. Just, just grow, 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 making smart acquisitions and growing. Not building those acquisitions from the ground, but taking successful businesses and acquiring that that business and they're good people to work for i mean i you know i've talked to a bunch of people that work for them and they you know high praise for them all right we're gonna get a break in because we got 25 after i'm a little late with the break let's take that then we got the news then we'll come back you got a car question eight two three oh nine six five all right back with you we've got about 30 seconds here we're going to go to the news and let you find out what's going on in the world they'll probably mention you know, they're doing McCain's viewing in Arizona at the Capitol. They fly him from uh, Phoenix all the way to Washington, D.C., and he'll go uh, on uh, time in the rotunda for people to visit in Washington, D.C. Uh, to pay their last respects and then over to the cathedral where they'll be having his uh, funeral. Okay, with that all in mind, let's go find out what else is happening in the world Here's the news on 101.1 FM. All right, back. Dave Ellswick Show. Joe and Duck are here. If you got a car question, 823-0965. That's the number, 823-0965. Coming up in the next hour, Kyle Reeves. He's running for mayor of Searcy. He's going to come join us here in the studio, talk to us about what his views are for that city and how to move it forward. So we'll talk to him about that in the final hour of today's show. In the last 15 minutes, we're going to give a vacuum cleaner away. You got another uh, wet vac? Yeah, I got about eight of them. <laughs> I only get one a day, though, or one a show. Yeah, we only do one a show. Yeah. But we've got, pl- we got plenty of them that you yeah. can get a hold of, all right, as far as that's concerned. But Kyle will be with us in, a, in just a little bit. So if you go through the history of uh, Crow Burling Game and Bumper to Bumper, it's really a history of continual growth and purchasing uh, other folks' businesses that are healthy businesses and making them part 
of uh, Carol Bur- Burlingame and Bumper to Bumper and making them even more, uh, you know, sturdy businesses and uh, making uh, Carol Burlingame and Bumper to Bumper that stronger and the ability to get parts where they need to go on a very quick basis and getting the best of those parts to people. And they deliver to the parts stores every night, Dave. Yeah. Five nights a week they deliver to parts stores. And I mean, you know, they got And they in. don't do it by they don't do it by train anymore. <laughs> no. no, they got a bunch of trucks. <laughs> we, we got a bunch of bob trucks. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They get it they get around it. I don't know how many trucks they have. Remember, you were asking, I think, about how many trucks came in and out or, or whatever each night. And uh, let me look up Jerry here because he sent me an inf- some information on that. Jerry's good at that. Yeah, she is good. I yeah. ask a we, question. He we will throw find that out. out there and he'll send us something back. He finds the story. He'll find the answer for me. And let's He's see already what. got us uh, uh, critiquing right. our, our performance today. He's listening out there. Really good. He should he be listening. kind of makes us nervous sometimes. You guys asked how many truck runs goes out of our Little Rock uh, distribution center on Wednesday show. Here they are. And I included the total for all three DCs. And Little Rock, D.C. And Little Rock, D.C., 19 total, including day runs. Mm-hmm. Total for all three of the distribution centers, 57. That's a bunch of trucks going out every Those night. Those are 18-wheelers. Yeah, going out and Not full little bitty of parts. delivery yeah. trucks. Yeah, full of parts. It's That's a good right. way to tell you how it goes on. Thanks, Jerry, by the way. You're listening. Thanks for yep. getting that information to us. We just got around to using it, but uh, I, I think it uh, – it really works with what we've been talking about sure. today. And that is the professionalism of the Berlin game and bumper to bumper. And they still have a vision and they're still, they haven't attained everything they want to yet, but they're working at it every day. That's a, that's a big deal. And they, and they got stores all over Arkansas. They even got one in, in Highland, Arkansas. They got one in Ash Flat, Arkansas. I mean, any place you go, you, you can see a Crow Berlin game or bumper to bumper store. I mean, it's just amazing how much stuff they, you know. You see them in rural areas, too, you know. Yeah. They're everywhere. And, they, you know, they're there because they, uh, I'm sure that uh, the folks that buy from those stores in rural areas, either, you know, individuals or, or shops in the small towns and stuff, reason they do that and the reason they're still there and they're thriving is because of their good service and their good quality of parts. And they understand the business. I, speaking of that, Dave, I had a guy come through. Last Tuesday, going from uh, he was down in Houston, seeing his family was going back to Wisconsin, come through, and he said, "Hey, I pulled up down there and got fuel. My truck won't start. Motorhome is in a small, one of the small gas burner motorhome." Well, I looked at this number, and this number's out of Wisconsin, and I said, "Well, are you there with it?" And he said, "No, my wife's driving it. My wife, and my mother, and father—they're all together traveling back." He said, "Any way possible, you can look at them." So I sent Tim down there to look at them. He called me. He said, "He broke the throttle body." All they do is idle. Broke the shaft in it. Yeah. How many times have you seen that, Joe? It's rare. I've I've only seen it one other time, yeah. and I called Crow Berlin Game. Yep, we have one. I went to the warehouse, picked it up. Tim went down there and put it on, programmed it. I sent the lady on to Wisconsin. The guy called me back the next day and said, you don't know how much I appreciate you doing this. I said, look, that thing has a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty. If you have trouble when you get it home, they'll take care of you. Dial this number, and he said, mm-hmm. I'll I'll handle that if I do," he said. "But I just want to thank you for taking care of my wife, 
because she had her two grandsons his mother and dad and everything in the car in the motorhome with them she didn't know what to do the lady was when tim well, got there to her she was total lost you know she pulled up stopped got fuel and cranked it back up went to accelerate it heard a pop noise and all that do was idle and and, so, and you know so i sent tim down there and he took care of her and i got her yeah. on the road and <clears throat> and his wife did exactly what my wife would do so, my phone would ring i go hello dave yeah i'm broke. I'm stuck i'm broke <laughs> i can't move you know she she was they were super nice people uh i mean she was just it's all i because tim called me said hey you need to come down here the lady wants to pay you i said tim just let her follow you to the shop so she followed him to the shop wouldn't but about a mile from the shop and you know we got her she got paid out and i sent her on her way and and but you know for her husband to call the next day and, and was, you know I, I need to speak to don i need to but that's him. cool you know, most time you don't get no calls no, like that. No, I agree. Know. Most time, all you know, you get, you don't even, you know. But the, the guy, but, but was most super people nice. don't expect <clears throat> someone like you to send somebody down to to fix their their automobile. I could have put a record RV. to it, I, and I told her I said I may have to put a record to it to get you here to program it. But come to find out, the gas station had had internet service, had Wi Fi. Well, that's had, pretty cool. Had Wi Fi, and we went yeah. down there, and he programmed it sitting there on the parking lot. <laughs> that's cool. You know, that's cool. Yeah. Did you know that this year is the year of vision for yeah. uh, Crow Burling? Mm-hmm. Here's what's going on right now, which was a warehouse and financial systems conversion. The company is investing heavily in technical infrastructure to support growth in both traditional and web-enhanced sales activities. That means you guys can get on those computers of yours at the, at the garages and order like yeah, we do that now. Boom, boom. Really, really quick. Yep. Yeah, I've watched you do it. Mm-hmm. We anticipate full optimization by mid-2019 and look forward to the projected benefits with inventory control, self-accuracy, shelf, not self, shelf-accuracy, and financial reporting all being able to be done through the Internet, which means quickly and efficiently. And it saves money, which means the bottom line grows. That's it. And if we save Smart money, people. if they if, if if they save us money on buying the part from them and a that's good quality right. part, we pass that savings along to the guy that drives the, in the front door. That's yeah. right. To if, the guy. If you don't have to pay more, neither does the person nope. getting their automobile fixed. You know, I pick up or whatever. Speaking of that, Dave, I'll make an estimate on something and I always tell them, look, I got this figured a little bit high just in case I run into something. Then they come in there and it's couple hundred dollars cheaper than what i told them then they're all smiles but if i had to call them back and say hey look you know i run into a couple problems you know i had to buy this and this but i always tell them hey it's a little bit high but you know it probably won't be this but i just want you to know up front it could be this you know and and everybody understands that i have i've had that happening here just recently i'll talk about that but anyway uh e fletcher lord jr the chairman of the board yep wrote this report and i've been kind of sharing with you a little bit and uh i don't think they're not a publicly traded company Mm -hmm. are they they are a privately owned company so that's just some i know you want to buy their stock you can't sorry (laughs) that's correct and not only that dave you know look at the car show you know they was all up there helping us wasn't they joe yes they were i mean we went up there to stripe the floor to get it ready i mean they they piled in there i mean uh, the bumper to bumper people was E. Fletcher Lord there? Mm, I think Crow, wasn't Crow there? 
I think there were some couple of them come through, but I was so busy with other stuff. I if I might you're have like missed it. Yeah, but. you're like a one-legged man in a butt kicking contest. Well, you know, we work six months to do that. Yeah. By golly, when it comes time to the day to do it, yeah, we all got to tighten our belt and get in there and get with it. You know. And it's such a relief too. I mean, people don't realize how hard it is to put that car show on. It's it's a lot of work, ain't it, Joe? It's a lot of work. And Crow Burlingame, they put in a lot of effort into it, and they finance most of it. Yes, they do. So yeah, you know. and then all the money that can be returned is returned to the Ronald McDonald House. House. That's right. And that's nobody makes any money off of it. Let's no, just put sir. it that way. It's all our time is free. We yeah. we donate all of our time. Me and Joe and and everybody at Crow Burlingame and everybody at all the service centers. We all donate our time, and we all give stuff away while we're there. Yeah, and be ready to come to it again this next year. Uh, in 2019, do we know what month we're going to be in again? June. 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 So first Saturday. We've June. made up our mind yep. that we're going to do it that first Saturday and in we're June. We're sticking with that one. Good. Rain or shine. Yeah, because we don't have to worry about rain or shine That's anymore. That's right. That makes sure a big difference. Nice too. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. All right, we've got to get a, another break, and we're going to do that. And then I'll come back and tell you about uh, what's been going on in my car. It's been crazy. Yes. I'm telling you, crazy. But Joe's Garage doing the great work that they're doing. Joe called me this morning. Here's what I know. I got a, I, I woke up this morning. <laughs> I look at my phone. The alarm went off. I looked at it, and it says, Joe, call me when you get a chance. And when I see that kind of a, a text, I go, hmm, <laughs> he found something out. <laughs> hey, it happens every day. You bring your car in to get it fixed, and you go to work on it, and you well, end up changing my, stuff. It was my fault. I brought it in just to take care of the air conditioner. And what happened? I said, well, it's kind of floating down the road. There's something it wrong is. with the front end. Well, it's rear end, it was the rear end that was causing the problem, and we had a lot of work to do on the rear end. We'll tell you all about it when we come back here on the, the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Final segment of the show today. Hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about Pro, uh, Crow Burling Game Bumper to Bumper. When you consider it is a 100% Arkansas company, and, and next year it will be 100, 100 years, years old. old. That's amazing. Yes, it is. You only, you and know, I always a, tell you, if, you, if you're, if you're a, a restaurant and you stay in business, for 10 years, you're doing, doing something right. You, you but, parts but, store like this and you're in business for 100 years, you've definitely done something right. How many right. family-owned businesses that's 100 years old, though, Dave? Not, not very many. I mean, and, you know, it's been basically a family-owned business ever since it's been and, in and operation. And that may be not because of the way it was run, uh, you know, the way it was run, built it to what it was, but it could be that the kids don't want to continue on with it. You know, and then the business goes the way of the dodo bird. I've seen that happen. Yeah, yep. Sometimes that happens. Great stuff. But, you know. But not here. No. They're, these guys they're, here are fully invested, I promise know, you. The kids understand it. The grandkids understand it. They, and they understand there. the business, and they, they all, all work a, there. That's right. They all, they all have their duties to do. They make a good living doing it. And, you know? and all the employees that's there, Dave, they all, they all, you know, work to make it great. I mean, you, you go in there. I went in this morning to pick up a part. I walked up to the counter. The guy said, I'll be right there. He walks over, and I said, I need to pick a part up for Evans. He turned around and handed it to me. And, Thank you. Walked out the door. I mean, it ain't like you go over and stand 20 or 30 minutes waiting on somebody nope. to come by. As soon as that guy sees you walk in, he's standing over talking to you. All right. With that in mind, let's give away a wet and dry back. 
Sure. What do you say? Uh, be the fifth caller. We'll just do fifth caller today. 823-0965. 823-0965. Be the fifth caller. We'll give you a uh, wet dry vac. It's a five-gallon bucket that goes with the uh, the motor. They'll give you all of that. And uh, they'll tell you where you got to go. I can pass on the information to Zach here in a moment. Whoever wins will get the uh, the, the, the wet dry uh, vac. Okay, fifth caller. We've gotten a couple already. A two three zero nine six five. A two three zero nine six five. So call in. Try to win. Here's your opportunity. Yeah, we're going to be close. Get one more call. Another, we got another call. We got a we got a winner, Zach. That was quick. I'm looking. Yeah. Zach, you got a winner? Not yet. Oh, next one, right? One more. Yeah, there it is. We got a winner. Just let everybody know. Winner's there. We've already winner, gone winner, through. chicken dinner. Yeah, that's it. But we're not giving you the chicken dinner. You're getting wet and dry back, just so you'll know, as far as that's concerned. You can pull the feathers out of the chicken with it, though. Who's Doug. that coming from? Come from me and Evans. Okay. From Evans and Duck's Garage. So you're going to run down to the Bitten area? Yep. They got to come to 408 Watson Street and pick it up. You have to have your photo ID. Okay. You listen to Evans, that, Zach? Evans is a uh, crow burning game store. Yeah. yeah it's a, in, he's it's a job. independent job. You always <laughs> got to go to crow burning, burning game or a bumper bumper to get the prize. That's where, where we keep them all. Okay. So oil. You guys get oil. B&M. Lots of oil. Yeah, it's B&M. Okay. And people uh, Angel. come by. Angel has yep. brought back. You guys are always in the oil. You know, yesterday when I came by, I noticed that you had like, nine containers of uh stuff to put in air conditioning how much was that worth r134a yeah how much was that worth it's worth about 90 dollars a jug okay so you had like six or seven of them yeah there's probably about half, about there's probably five six hundred dollars sitting there in the floor that's amazing all right Thank jay you. cooper yeah they delivered 10 to me today jay cooper okay 10 yes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we'll put him on and say hey jay how are you I'm doing great. How are y'all doing today? We're doing fantastic. We want you to enjoy that uh, wet-dry vac. Hey, you're going to need that because we just cleaned the cow vents out on your little car, and the carpet's wet. <laughs> so you need this vac. You, you've got something you really need, Jay. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I called in because I knew I needed to, to get this water out of my floorboard. That's exactly why I called in. Where do you, where do you live at, Jay? I live in Little Rock. I just took my car to Joe's garage to fix to fix my car because water was pouring in around the windshield somewhere and he just fixed it he said now you need to vacuum that out now so i thought okay i'm caught so this is a god thing I need to water. This, you know where bumper to bumper is in benton yeah, off the military just go in there yeah. and see dickie or mike or paul and sure. take your right. photo id and yep. they're sitting there they'll give you okay. one i appreciate that. i appreciate you for listening Yes, right, sir. Joe, thank you. Joe, thank you for taking care of my car, brother. You're welcome, Jay. Appreciate okay. you very much, buddy. Okay. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate Bye-bye. the call. All right. So, and speaking of that, I I got to thank Joe because he does take good care of my car. I I got to know Joe back in 2001. A long time ago. Yeah, 2001. Uh-huh. And uh, at that point, I was driving a minivan, uh, I, caravan, Dodge yeah, Caravan. And I have been driving the living, you know what, out of it. Everything you drive, Dave, you drive it for a long time. <laughs> He hates to get rid of something. Yeah, well, no, I hate car payments. I understand. That's I what hate everybody hates about changing yeah. is upgrading it. Yeah, but, so. you know, sometimes the life on a vehicle gets so old that you got to do it eventually. But 
today's cars they'll run three four five hundred thousand miles yeah well i look at i'm going to put about a little over two thousand dollars into the car Mm -hmm. that would be uh from me what i was paying on that car was four car payments about four car payments i got a better way to and i'd much rather do that you're going to spend on it less than what the sales tax would be on a new one that's exactly right and you know what if you pay me to fix it i've earned it you give it to the state of Arkansas, ain't no they telling waste. who's going to get it. <laughs> they wasted. They ain't paid. They ain't earned it. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, that's. There's very much a lot of truth to that. All right. So the oil that you guys use is Chevron Havilland. All right. Does yep. a good job. Yes. Of uh, you know from listening to my show that Joe and I had a long time talked about another oil but the problem is they priced themselves out of business they did me and duck that's for sure yes they did they just got got where you could you couldn't buy it and resell it and you know and and do oil changes and stuff and and come out if you walk into a a discount parts (coughs) store or walmart and they got on the shelf retailing it for less than what we're paying for it wholesale that ain't right dave i don't care how i agree with you i I totally and you're buying more of it than somebody buying one no, or two we're, bottles we're we're not buying more of it than what what walmart would no, buy well no i understand or one of the big auto parts chain companies mm-hmm. are buying but you know the point is that you know we're everyday customers and and you know we ought to get at the same price as they're getting and they wouldn't 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 uh wouldn't, wouldn't budge. right no wouldn't but so we switched and went to but we're still with bnm oil still with absolutely Angel. Uh, she takes good care of us you know i i use the 15w40 for big trucks uh matter of fact i ordered some monday all right guys we're out of time well thank you dave thank you the guys guys won't be here next week you'll be listening to me from washington dc at hold their feet to the fire the week after we'll be back together all of us here in the studio the week after that they'll be here with david ray from uh, the lieutenant governor's office because i'll be on vacation one of Maybe. the first first we vacation let you go. yeah first vacation i've been on duck in about five Dave's years going to be on the beach with a little umbrella drink <laughs> there you go uh you got it right that's easy. maybe a bud light orange <laughs> all right i love those all right we'll take a break i'll Thanks, be back Dave. with the uh, guys running for mayor of Cersei. kyle reeves will be with us and joe and duck you guys have a great afternoon thank you Dave. we'll be back Stick around. All right, let's get into the final hour of the uh, Dave Ellswick show. And uh, been a good day today. A lot of interesting things to talk about, to say the least. But now we got uh, what I really love to do and what's been a staple of my show for almost nearly 20 years that I've been on radio here in Little Rock, and that is people who are running for office locally come on and talk about the positions that they're they're searching for. I got Kyle Reeves in the studio right now. Kyle and I go back, wow, go back all the way to uh, Citadel. Uh, that would have been 2000 and before Obama. <laughs> that was a long time ago. 2006, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. But I'll tell you, the way we ran into each other, it was, it, was a, it was a God thing. It really was. I have been wanting to go be able to put uh, the show on uh, the internet for a long time. Uh, I think everybody knows that a lot of younger listeners to this show, they, they they listen, but they listen differently than what older listeners listen to. They listen to on the radio. 
my younger listeners are tuning in on uh, the the internet on my Facebook page now, uh, on MySpace kind of the first time, but then we got uh, to, we got Google getting on on uh, Facebook and. Now we do Facebook.com and the Dave Ellswick Show together, and you can watch the whole show as it inf- unfolds in front of you. And we got a lot of people. I mean, when Jan Morgan was on Monday, over 30,000 people were watching the show. That's an incredible amount of people tuning in to hear uh, a guest. To, to, and and, and we, we do that with you know people like Ann Coulter and uh, Diamonds and Silk and all the rest that have been on this show, and people tune in. My next goal is to move outside of the studio and and uh, have a way to for people to watch the show when we go to hold their feet to the fire and things of that nature. But that's a little bit in the future. If you want to advertise on uh, Facebook with us and be part of making that happen, you just get a hold of me. Uh, you you talk to Zach and ask Zach for me to call him eight two three zero nine six five, and we'll make it happen. And you can sponsor uh, the cameras that are here in in the studio. Uh, studio okay so kyle reeves is here and he was the man who as i like to talk about television in a box that's what it was yeah i had read about it and i was looking around and i i forget how we got hooked up together but uh, Uh, maybe i was calling or something i I think i cold called and and cold called you when i was working for a company out of dallas and I was talking about it, I guess, right. on the air, and that I wanted to do it, and you called, and you said, let me show it to you. Right, right. And he literally came in, and he uh, he said it to it. You know, he says, hey, I can show this to you, and he did, and I'm going to tell you what. Uh, it, it's a dream come true for me. Kyle, I'll tell you, I was like a little kid at Christmas time when they were putting <laughs> the cameras in here, asking all kind of questions, can I do this, can you I do that? You were in the way. It took, yeah, it took was, an extra day. To yeah, I was <laughs> in the way. I was asking too many questions and stuff. That's just the way it is. But bottom line is, it is uh, a big deal. Well, I think we're the only uh, radio station here in the Little Rock Market that does it like this. Right. So I, I want to thank you for help making that possible. And I've known that you have been uh, intricately uh, involved in the politics of Cersei for many, many years. And uh, Nicholas Horton, we both know really well. Another guy that was, uh, how I got to know him was, he was fighting against the swimming pool the first time. Yeah. And uh, had his own little blog and and was getting some traction with it. He really did. He was getting a lot of people reading that thing. So the bottom line is good stuff going on, and that that's the way I like to do radio is make it local. Radio is always supposed to have been local, and if you can see it as well as hear it, it's even better. You know, I I, uh, I travel a lot, uh, and uh, I've been – in fact, I've circled the globe three times since February. Wow. And I was over um, – I don't know where I was. I think I was in the Middle East. And, you know, I get alerts when your show comes on. Right. And so uh, one of your alerts came on, and there it was. So I started watching it. I think I sent you a message from, yeah. you know, say hello from the Middle East. But It's pretty cool. It, well, you know, it's the, the Internet is the great equalizer. And it used to be that the broadcasters uh, really controlled everything with their broadcast license and their and – their The FCC covered every oh, – they, and they're an unrelenting master, let me just tell you. No, and so if you had a big TV station stick – you were the voice of that community. Yep. With the internet, that changes it. The regular guy, the, the the radio guy, can sit there and say, "You know what? 
not only will I have my audience here in central Arkansas that gets my radio signal, but I got the world. And as you bring on important topics, man, you can just spread the news. Yeah. Our, our latest one that got the most viewership, well over 15,000 on it, was yesterday. Really? And we played back the audio of a traffic stop in Greenbrier of a kid that was pulled over because his tags on his plate were expired. They found that he had a, a handgun with him, legal to have it, mm-hmm. and they took it from him. And we had the camera, the sound from the, the cop's uh, camera and i had a police officer sit in here and tell us what the cop did wrong mm. as we played wow. the sound wow. and it was it was people people are hearing it and they're sharing it and it's important because they're learning wow. what to do when you get pulled over and the, somebody's abusing you because that's what this guy uh, was doing to this kid and i i just i took exception to it so we got it on the air didn't i see you hit thirty thousand not too long ago yeah with jan yeah that's cool yeah that's yeah, cool. it's good. She's really good, and of course, we're working on talking to her. I'll, I'll, I'll get with her the week I'm back after next week. I'm going to be in D.C. next week, uh, but we'll, uh, we're going to talk, and she's going to come on weekly. Good. So that's going to be fun. We just got to figure out what's best for her, what's best for me. She had to talk to her husband because he'll have to watch the cave down in, in Hot Springs. So always tell your friends if they say well i wish i could get ellswick show still because he's on you know a weaker signal just say just get the you know go out and get the app yeah watch it on you know, actually you can watch it on your phone as you're driving yeah. down the road you know that's not texting that's right listen you can listen <laughs> you can listen to you it. sure can it's, what are you doing in dc good. uh hold your feet to the fire it, i've been going there for 12 years now and uh, it's all about illegal immigration and what can we do about it? And what's going on in D.C. about it? Right now, Bozeman's going to be on, and French Hill will be on because they'll both be there meeting at that time uh, in Congress. I've got the former uh, director of ICE coming on, and I just saw where now the director of ICE is going to be available. So wow. we'll get him on as well, Oops. and we'll get we'll get a lot of other people on as well. And here's the cool thing: we'll talk to some of the ranchers, and they'll give you what it's like day by day with all these people pouring across the border. It's not, it's not uh, you know, unicorns and rainbows no, by long stretch no, of the No, no, I've done some stuff down there on the border. They can't it's, even leave their homes. I, I've times. got pictures. In fact, I posted uh, a, long, a, while, a couple of years back, I was sitting there watching people cross the river. Yeah. And, you know, ice, they just are not, it wasn't ICE, because ICE is the enforcement inland. Yeah. It's immigration, it's homeland security. Mm-hmm. And they just couldn't do it. You know, they just were outnumbered. Well, yeah, they're outnumbered. You know, it's just, it's a shame. It's a real shame. I was down on the King Anvil Ranch on the southern border of Arizona, uh, just from uh, oh, what's the Mexican city right across the border, um, Nogales. Nogales. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Nogales, the sheriff had disappeared, and uh, there were billboards up. It was "Policia, join us or die." That was that Brazen. was that, that was yeah. The Zetas were, were doing their thing, and. Uh, the d- second day we were down there, the uh, police chief showed up again, minus his body. Mm. His head was on a pike in front of the uh, police station. Yeah. That, that, you know what? It's for real down there. Well, I'm, just I, telling I, I'm you. telling you, Mexico is probably more dangerous than a lot of our uh, countries like Afghanistan. Well, yeah. no, like our some of our war zones. No, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's dangerous along the border. Yeah. And, those are all former military people that are running those cartels. Yeah. 
Yeah, they know, and they've got the weaponry. Let me well, tell I, you. I know a lot because I watch Narcos, and I yeah. binged watch half. That of was last a night, great, so. great <laughs> show, man. Yeah, man. What, what season are you on? Two, three? Uh, I'm I'm watching season three again. Okay, yeah. 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 Four the is really good. I haven't seen four. Oh yeah, well, uh, Cali, no, yeah, the four is going to be coming. It was yeah. three, which was really good. I'm I'm sad to say that the one agent he's going to be done after three. He won't be back for Pina. four. Yeah, Pino's not going to be there. He's been in some good movies, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. him. He's, yeah. That, that actor's really good. Yeah. All right, so Kyle, let's let's talk about Cersei. You want, it says, this is, he's got a, he brought in one of his uh, cards, push cards, as I call them. Uh, or and, propaganda. Yeah, well, let me just. We could turn drop on the, it from an airplane. Turn this on. <laughs> turn, turn on my camera straight on, on me here. Would you? There we go. All right, here it is, right here. A lot of those have been appearing in people's doors because I've been door knocking for the last two weeks in Cersei. Okay. Mm-hmm. So know that. It says moving Cersei forward together. Common sense leadership with conservative principles. That's something you've been missing up in Cersei. Well, People say they're conservative, but they yeah, sure don't govern conservative. Well, and it's, it's not just Cersei. It's, it's city government as a whole. A lot of different – a lot of cities are so facing is it to, It's like the last bastion – for the Democrats, isn't it? Yeah, and in Cersei, what they did was uh, back about eight years ago, or yeah, about eight years ago now, they um, put in a resolution which was passed by a simple majority, uh, five four or five three, uh, that made it made it uh, independent, and they called it nonpartisan, but legally it's independent, and they I think they overstepped their bounds, and I kind of want question whether or not the resolution is even legal but what it did was it took the parties away from being able to run their uh, primaries and put candidates so instead anybody and their brother can go and go get their petitions done and then run in november so right now we have four people running for mayor in cersei so that's uh, that's a lot of people so you can water it down water it down and you don't have to run as a party you can say i'm conservative i'm for jobs but the reality is you know, a couple of the guys, two of the guys ran for state rep as a Democrat. Uh, and all three of the guys have been uh, working as a department head for years, for their whole career, uh, under the Democrat mayors. So I'm the Republican. I'm the conservative. And, in fact, when you see my name uh, on the ballot, you'll see Kyle Reeves with an R. Okay. So you're putting that – they allow you to put the R up, up on the ballot? Yeah, I went and read the law and legally was able to do it. And Good. So the election commission I, – I asked the uh, – Ethics commissions first. If what I wanted to do was legal, and they said yes, and so the I did it, and the election commissions went and looked at it, and they ruled that it was favor. So that's the way it's going to sit on the ballot. Yeah, I'm really amazed. I'm sitting here looking. At this early voting starts October 22nd. Oh, dude, we're we're not far. That's away. not oh, it's not a long way away. No, I mean we're getting close to the election day. And let, let's run over a few. Well, when we come back, let's take a break. When we come back, I'm going to run over some of the things that he says on his push card, and he'll explain a little bit more in detail why he thinks those particular things are so important. It's Kyle Reeves. He's a Republican, and he's running for mayor of Searcy. All right, back with you, and Kyle Reeves is our guest. He is the Republican running for mayor in Searcy. So let's just kind of look at your push card here. You say that we need a uh, stronger public safety. You're saying you want to renew the commitment to public safety. What's the problem, and what uh, are you saying needs to be changed? 
Well, uh, that's pretty simple. Over the last 10 years, the uh, operational budgets for the public safety, which is the police and fire, uh, have been cut by 40%. Uh, yeah. And yet their call volumes have all increased. What they're being required to do has increased. In fact, I had heard um, some of the officers talking about their safety vests, their bulletproof vests, being out of date. Yet we have continued to dump more money into swimming pools. <laughs> we did spend $5 million on a swimming pool yeah. just recently. And, uh, yeah, it's like we the, the government's responsibility, number one, is public safety. That's then take one care issue. of the economy. The flowers and the and all that stuff, important. Ballparks are important. But we still have to take care of first. If the money's there, we take care of our public safety, take care of our economy, and then we take care of the rest of the stuff. Right now in Cersei, it's been flipped. And every year they just um, they keep trying to raise our taxes. In fact, they succeeded with a special election tax. And uh, the people are tired. Okay, they raised the taxes. Any of that money going to public safety? Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they've, they've, you know, done one-time purchases. And um, since we're talking about that once, the Cersei did a one-cent sales tax. It was an eight-year sunset tax. Okay. Expires in two years. They did it on a special election. Right. After they tried for several years, failed, 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 failed. They did it on a special election and it passed. Well, that's where they um, – and they did it saying we're going to redo all of our roads. We're going to – Buy police cars, fire trucks, and mm-hmm. we're going to do some stuff for parks and stuff. And the swimming pool was kind of down at the bottom. The first thing they did was spent $5 million on a swimming pool. Right now they're doing a $1.2 million repaving project. So kind of opposite of what they said, opposite of what is important right. in Cersei of our instruction, infrastructure, which is about jobs, about public safety. That was last. But the big thing, which will blow your mind, they've been hiring people, creating jobs, and giving pay raises on the temporary sales tax. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's not being transparent about why you. Oh want no, they're out front with money. it. They're they're you know they, you'll see them in the meetings. They've created jobs. They're creating jobs. Okay. Now wait a second. You say that you see them in the meetings. Are the meetings you know broadcast so people can watch uh, them? Well, uh, that's that's a great question. Um, Harding University uh, records the um, the public meeting that's the the actual meeting of the city council okay. that's it and that's when they're there not on break and they play it back on their channel um one of the things i want to do is i want to set up a system like you have here mm-hmm. with multiple cameras in one room maybe it's the council chambers wherever it is and and every single public meeting which means if it's a commission meeting a committee meeting a budget meeting a council meeting whatever it is they all will be required to be in those meetings and in that room and be recorded and then put online streamed. So anybody can go back and watch their meeting. So they're at work. They don't get a chance to see the meeting. They can go back and hear what the planning committee committee did or what the right. airport commission did. And what it does is it creates a better transparency in our government. Yeah, it's perfect transparency. And that's, and that's what I want to do. I, I want this to be probably one of the most open uh, governments or city governments uh, in Arkansas. Very right. transparent. Now, you said they did this tax increase special election. I know you well enough, Kyle. We've talked about this a long time, and that is you're as much against special elections as I am. Are you making the, the point to the voters that you'll not run any kind of special elections? Yeah, that's that's my one of the primary things. In fact, you'll see it on, on a lot of the signs I have, like that sign over there behind you. Yep. Uh, it's extremely important, and the voters are so angry about it and frustrated. Because what happens is 
they've just keep pumping these little special election taxes out on us. And I think a special election tax is probably one of the most dishonest taxes out there. And it's a way for slick politicians to be able to get something that the uh, squeaky wheels want, but not what the general public wants. And but we have tax after tax after tax like that all over Arkansas. In fact, what I believe is it should be the state legislature should make it where they can't do special election to raise your taxes, and except in the case of emergency, like we had a fire station burn down once. Well, we needed a short temporary tax to get another one built. That's an emergency. But just to build a swimming pool? No, hell no. Yeah. Can you say hell on the radio? Yeah, you can. Okay. Sorry There's a lot that. of things you can say now that you should not be able <laughs> Sorry, to Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I just got to text my mom. Goes. She must have heard that one. <laughs> okay. By the way, for you who are watching on uh, our Facebook channel, on the uh, facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show, do me a favor. If you are a person that lives in Searcy, would you please share this with everybody you know? If everybody share this, everybody will see what Kyle is trying to do and if that sounds like i'm behind what kyle's doing i am Thank i'm you. absolutely behind what kyle is going to do and we'll talk about some more of those things we only got him for about another six minutes he's got to get to the airport he's going to la tonight going to get ready uh, some more stuff ready that he's got to do but uh right now we're going to go and and hear for the news we got to catch up on the news then we'll come back get another five minutes with kyle and i'll let him go and i promise you i'll have him back on here in a couple of weeks again. So Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you. Uh, Kyle Reeves is here on the Dave Ellswick Show, running for mayor of uh, Searcy. Remember, early voting gets underway October 22nd. The election is November 6th. If you're a Democrat, November 7th. Uh, oh, yeah, November, November 6th. No, no, we're talking next year. We're, we're, you're a year early. Anyway, let's talk about uh, a couple of things that are going on in, in Searcy, and then I'm going to let you go because I know you got to make it to the airport. Uh, AP tax that's being proposed. <laughs> yeah, thanks for bringing that one up. Uh, yeah, uh, they the, the Chamber of Commerce in as pushing behind pushing a uh, three cent uh, which is three percent uh, tax on prepared, every dollar no prepared foods <laughs> and well, that um, you spend on those things correct prepared food and uh, hotels and they're saying it's the visitors will use it but the reality is everyone their brother eats out and if you go to walmart and you buy one of them hot prepared chickens it's going to be 13 okay. percent. so you know so it's it's a, a tax and, and the problem is it's a it's a man i hate to say this out loud but it's a big fat lie because it's not advertising and promotion. What they're trying to do is put it towards something in parks. My thing is this. We need to advertise and promote the city so that we can let people know, man, Searcy is a great place. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to be down on Searcy. Searcy is awesome. Yeah. We've got a great workforce, good people. But we need to advertise them that way. And then if we need a park deal, if we want to redo a, a, a ball field or whatever, go to the people in a general election and with a specific tax – and a limit and say, we need to build this field and this is where that money's going to go and it's going to only last for six months or whatever it is. Then let the people say, you know what? We want to do that to that field. Then they'll pass it. But if you go and you do this hamburger tax, it goes on forever and it's an unelected commission that runs it. It's not the city council. So they can come in there and take that money and go on trips to wherever they want or they can spend it however they want. Not necessarily on what they say they're going to spend it on. 
All right. That's so a problem. You'd be against that, I take it. A little bit. <laughs> okay. I just think it's wrong. Now, you really brought don't. up something that's really important. You just said you didn't want to be down on Cersei because Cersei is a great place to live. It's a good family environment, and you got a good workforce. Speaking of workforce, if people want to work, they need jobs. Yes, we do. Uh, I got two plans on that. Uh, I got them off the Internet. No. Hmm. <laughs> no. Uh, the, here's my plan. Uh, I've already talked to uh, our White County Cable and Ritter Communication with both provide internet service at&t does as well and what we've i've talked to them about is trying to bring fiber to the home and making cersei a gigabit city and what that means is people can come here and live and enjoy the great schools great churches and our nice amenities work from home but compete globally bringing jobs bringing younger people in the second thing i want to do is once the city's running and i get really good um, department heads i want to get out from behind that desk and I want to go with the governor, and I want to go with the Chamber of Commerce, and I want to go to the, to the people that are looking to move their companies to Cersei, and I want to sit at that desk and make that relationship that is necessary to, to bring them to Cersei, to let them know we're a great place. Really, we are. We're a safe community. We've got great amenities, and our schools are awesome. All right. We'll talk further in the near future. I know you've got to get to the airport. Yeah. Got to yeah. go around play in Los Angeles go, for a couple of days. For go ahead and take your belt and project. your shoes off before you leave. I don't have to. Oh, you got to. Yeah, you, I've, I got the security clearance because I do the global. Because I travel so much around the world, um, and I do business in, in countries all over the place. So I I travel. So they trust you. Yeah, I'm that's trusting. a good thing. Yeah, well, so if if they trust me, my mom trusts me. <laughs> I trust you. You know, I got it going on. Okay, again, if you live in the Cersei area, you'll be voting for the mayoral ship there. You know, share this video with all of your friends and let them see it as well. Kyle will be back on here in the near future. i got to let him go, and uh, we'll get back in touch with each other and have you back on here in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Dave. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you. Kyle Reeves for uh, mayor of Searcy. Keep that in mind. All right, uh, about 40 minutes, uh, about 20 minutes until 6 o'clock. Let's take a quick break. Don't forget, tomorrow, first hour, J.R. Davis. Governor Spokesman will be with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, final story. By the way, my thanks uh, to Kyle Reeves for coming in. Kyle Reeves with an R, as he like wants me to say. Kyle Reeves with an R, because he's the Republican who is running uh, for the mayoralship up in Cersei. He'll be back on in a few weeks. Uh, I'm going to go to Washington, D.C. next week, uh, broadcast from Hold Your Feet to the Fire, and then uh, come back, stay in studio for a week, and then I'll be gone for a week for vacation, and then I'll be back again. No vacation uh, again uh, or day off until after the election. We'll be pushing hard to make sure that uh, conservatives uh, will make sure that they get elected. Uh, Because what I always say is very simple. The worst Republican is better than the best Democrat. All right, big story today out about uh, here in the United States, uh, STDs. And the STD rate has hit a record high. I'm going to have to get Dr. Yamauchi on to talk about this because this is not good. This is not good. In 2017, there were nearly 2.3 million diagnoses of chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis in the U.S., marking the fourth consecutive year sexually transmitted uh, uh, diseases had uh, done 
huge, huge numbers. Although all three forms of STDs are curable with antibiotics, many cases remain undiagnosed and untreated, leading to several health problems like infertility, stillbirth in infants, and an increased vulnerability of contracting HIV. Quote, it's time that President Trump and Health and Human Services Secretary Azar declare STDs in America a public health crisis. Therefore, from Executive Director of National Coalition of STD Director David Harvey said at a Tuesday conference. Harvey said that Americans need more access to health care to be able to better protect themselves against uh, contracting STDs or letting the diseases go untreated. How much do you have to have to be to get treated? I mean, I there's health, little health department places all over the United States that all you got to do is go into, and they can diagnose and they can treat. And it just it just amazes me uh, that they you know that they can say some of this stuff with with a straight face, as far as I'm concerned, at least. But that that's I mean that's their answer. That That is their answer on, on all this. Let me read that again to you. It's time that President Trump and Health Human Services Secretary Azar declare STDs in America a public health crisis. Harvey said that Americans need more access to health care to be able to better protect themselves against contracting STDs and letting the diseases go untreated. There's plenty of places to treat people. I, I don't I mean, look, your kids a lot of times... In the schools, they got clinics now. They can treat your kids for STDs. I I know they do at universities. Universities have their own um, little medical facilities and things. I I don't buy all of that. I don't think that you need some kind of special extra money uh, to deal with this. We're already spending extra money on people, you know, that are hooked on uh, you know uh, opioids and and everything else. We're we're putting out special drugs that the police can carry with them in case somebody is OD'd on opioids and saving their lives. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't get all of what they try to do sometimes with the money that we give them already. I mean, what was it? They were given, they got over a couple of trillion dollars in this last year in, in uh, revenue. It, there's something wrong if you cannot run this country on $2 trillion. There's just something wrong with that, that you can't do it. Unbelievable about that. All right, so let's uh, – I'm, I'm looking here. Have you seen that Sarah Palin? I just saw the story today. Sarah Palin, Breitbart News, has independently uh, found that uh, Sarah Palin – was not sent an invitation to uh, the funeral for uh, John McCain and was told through intermediaries to stay away from the ceremony. McCain fundraiser Carla Udy confirmed to people that Palin had not been invited. Possibly people speculated at the behest of the McCain family. The news comes on the 10th anniversary of the date in 2008 when Palin was announced as McCain's pick for vice president. Palin now joins President Donald Trump on the list of those barred from the funeral. Now, I'll say something, and I might get a lot of feedback on this, the people negative feedback, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm, 
Um, I'm be honest because I think there's a lot of people who are going to feel the same way I do. Who's the small person here now? They're, they're talking about Trump and some of the things that he said about McCain in the past and how small he is. Who's the small person now? Don't come to my funeral. You're not invited to my funeral. And they're making this stuff public. Who's the small person now? You know, it's pretty bad. And this is this is bad, 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 as far as I'm concerned. Unlike Trump, Palin never feuded with McCain and has never criticized him. When news broke on Saturday of McCain's passing, Palin said, and I quote, Today we lost an American original. Senator John McCain was a maverick and a fighter, never afraid to stand for his beliefs. John never took the easy path in life, and through sacrifice and suffering, he inspired others to serve something greater than self. John McCain was my friend, at least you thought he was. I will remember the good times. My family and I send prayers for Cindy and the McCain family. It doesn't sound like somebody who was ugly to John McCain. doesn't sound like anybody had to axe to grind against John McCain. sounds like somebody who actually respected John McCain. But did John McCain respect her? Because he said in his book that he wished he hadn't picked her as his VP running mate, took a final slap at her with that, and now does not offer her the chance to come to the funeral. Last year, when McCain was reported to have said that he regretted choosing Palin instead of Senator Joe Lieberman, Palin described the news as a gut punch but refused to blame McCain personally, telling the UK Daily Mail that she blamed his ghostwriters for such reports. When McCain selected Palin as his running mate, the two had both built reputations as corruption-busting maverick leaders who were not afraid to buck their own parties. After the 2008 election, they moved in separate political directions. Palin became an inspirational figure for the Tea Party and for grassroots conservatives in general. McCain campaigned as a conservative border hawk in his 2010 re-election race. Yeah, how, how really big of a hawk was he? He was not, and, uh, but became a harsh critic of the Tea Party, calling Ted Cruz and Rand Paul wacko birds. Many in the Beltway blamed Palin for McCain's loss in 2008, even though Barack Obama had benefited from a sudden financial crisis and a biased press corps. That view seemed to have seeped into McCain's own thinking. Still, Palin never took offense and always honored McCain. Even after being excluded from the, the funeral, she declined to criticize him. People quoted a social quote, out of respect for Senator McCain and his family, we have nothing to add at this point. The Palin family will always cherish their friendship with the McCains and hold those memories dear. McCain will be laid to rest on Sunday in Annapolis following several days of memorial events and ceremonies. Again, I bring back, who's small now? Who's the small people now? Just, it's just it, it's not it, a slap from the grave, what, what that is. That's just a slap from the grave. All right, so I don't know. By the way, if you live in if in Los Angeles, happen to be watching on Facebook, they're going to name uh, a street in Los Angeles Obama Boulevard, just so you'll know. Um, Detroit schools have shut off all their drinking water. 
You know, we're getting to be like a banana republic all over the United States. I mean, I'm just telling. I'm just saying, there shouldn't be a, a a city in the United States with as much money that's been put into infrastructure, and people have taken and and taken money uh, because they're corrupt, and infrastructure just hasn't been kept up. A USA Today motion graphic shows how lead can get into your drinking water. Uh, The Detroit School District is shutting off drinking water to all of its schools after test results found elevated levels of lead or copy or copy copper in 16 out of 24 schools that were recently tested. Quote, although we have no evidence that there are elevated levels of copper or lead in our other schools where we are awaiting test results, out of an abundance of caution and concern for the safety of our students and employees, I'm turning off all drinking water in our schools until a deeper and broader analysis can be conducted to determine the long-term solutions for all schools. So that this is from Nicolay Vitti, who's the superintendent of the Detroit Public Schools Community District. So what have they been doing in that school district all these years? I can probably assure you that since Detroit public school system is antiquated, that they didn't spend much money on keeping the plumbing up to date, at least not at the old schools. Maybe if they built a new school. We don't have the money. You know, ask them about what the uh, property taxes are in there. Uh, the move came even as officials from the city and the Great Lakes Water Authority sought to assure the residents that the water provided by the authority is safe to drink, pointing to the district's infrastructure as the problem. Superintendent, who will be creating a task force to determine the cause of the elevated levels and solutions, said he had initiated water testing of all 106 school buildings in the spring to ensure the safety of students and employees. Water at 18 schools had been previously shut off. Quote, this wasn't required by federal, state, or city law or mandate. This testing, unlike previous testing, evaluated all water sources from sinks to drinking fountains. The district isn't planning to test students. Mm, That would be interesting. How many have elevated level in their blood? The doctor said he has no evidence at all that children have been impacted from a health standpoint. The free press, that's the, the newspaper, was shadowing Vitti on a day in May when the issue of water quality in the schools came up during a cabinet meeting. Earlier that day, Vitti had learned that test results at several schools had come back showing elevated lead levels. I'm not playing around with this. It's a safety issue, Vitti said. Okay, yeah, let's let's see what they do with their budget when it's all said and done. Not good. Not good at all. Now they're starting to talk about, hey, $1.4 $1.4 billion to get the infrastructure fixed. That means that they haven't done jack during the time at all. There's a uh, widespread crackdown on citizenship along our border. ICE detains 160 illegals in the Texas raid. I'm just going to run through some headlines here for you before I finish up today. A cartel boss was captured after putting a hit on a Breitbart writer. That's right. That's cartels. That's what they do. Why we put up with that, I don't know. Why don't we take some wet, some uh, wet squads and let them take care of business? Uh, 
There's a secret war going on about weed, just so that you'll know. The White House has secretly amassed a committee of federal agencies from across the government to combat public support for marijuana and cast state legislation measures in a negative light while attempting to portray the drug as a national threat, according to interviews with agency staff and documents obtained by the BuzzFeed News. I want to see it before I believe it because it was instituted by BuzzFeed. Uh, The Marijuana Policy Coordination Committee, as it's named in the White House memos and emails, instructed 14 federal agencies in the Drug Enforcement Administration this month to submit data demonstrating the most significant negative trends about marijuana and the threats it poses to the country. In an ironic twist, the committee complained in one memo that the narrative around marijuana is unfairly biased in favor of the drug, but rather than seek objective information, the committee's records show it is asking officials only to portray marijuana in a negative light, regardless of what the data show. Well, here's what the data show. It just came out the other day. One in seven Americans have smoked marijuana this year. One in seven. Uh, I think that horse is out of the barn, and to try to turn it around and get it back in the barn and shut the doors and lock it up is a lost cause. And as many states now have said that medicinal marijuana is okay, uh, recreational marijuana is okay, that battle has been fought and lost. Just really has. It's been fought and lost. All right, time for me to take a break. Be back with you again tomorrow at 2 at 2 o'clock. J.R. Davis, spokesman for the governor, will be in the studio to talk to us about what's happening here in the great state of Arkansas. I'm Dave Ellswick. Have a nice evening. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 